Hello, screeners. How are you doing? It's me, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. And me too, Nico Luro. It is good, 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 good to be talking movies again. We've actually got a bit of continuity going after a little absence, haven't we? That's my ooh, wife in ooh. the background. Hi, honey. <laughs> and you just you opened my Amazon package. Don't do that. Pass me the package immediately. I want to show people what it is. Are you Please? still are you still on um your default mic? I might be. One second. Let me fix oh, no, that. I meant in general as opposed to... No. Uh, so what I've done this week, bear with me while I snap fix this audio. Kaching? Yeah, yeah. Hey, there you go. So what I've done this week is because it's a podcast, first and foremost, is I've said, fuck the video. So we don't have my nice, crispy, clean, wide angle camera. I've gone for microphone instead because it was amateur hour last week. However, did you hear how well the audio sounded despite it being a shit source and not very good for the people in the live? Oh, the podcast sounded juicy, my friend. Adobe <laughs> AI. Whew, mwah, thing of beauty. Nice. And here's a new package for Daddy Goo. <laughs> now, what's happening on May the 4th, AJ? The, what do you call it? It's not Rogue One, but you're, you're getting your platinum on a Star Wars game. Yeah. Uh -huh. Jedi Fallen Order. That's the one. AJ, I present to you Star Wars Revenge of the Fifth. Oh, nice. Yes, the sequel. Yes, the sequel came out literally a few days ago. And it's the worst possible timing. My fucking catalogue of games is overflowing. <laughs> I'm shocked that they released it a couple of days ago, knowing that May the 4th was coming up. But oh, come on. The whole internet is angry about that. <laughs> like, like, if you release it in July, fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're yeah. off. If you're going to release it a few days before May. like Bruh, May the, the whole internet is angry about that. <laughs> like, these are first world problems. It's like, I don't like the fact that you released the game I'm really, really looking forward to six days early, because now I can't hashtag May the 4th. Where? <laughs> fuck it it's amazing and mm, yes daddy go on youtube on may the 4th at 10 p.m bst i am doing an epic platinum run to get the trophy in uh, jedi fallen order and then the next day revenge of the fifth baby jedi survivor nice oh life is good life yeah. is good life is busy life is good though other yeah. than in wwe but we're going to Wembley, we're going to Wembley, oh, we're going to Wembley, oh, we're going to Wembley. We are. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. The biggest ever. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, boy, if you follow Ministry of Wrestling on YouTube, you know. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean nothing, nothing is impossible. Nothing is, anyway, I, I, I dare not go down that rabbit hole now because it, 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 de it detracts from conversations that land elsewhere. But yeah. <laughs> it's a movie discussion. Who's in the house, AJ? Bring up some comments while Let's I... Let's get some comments. Get Let's some, get some uh, comments up in this his house. Got more viewers than last week, which is nice. Very, yeah, very quiet show last week. But I suppose that's my fault for being away and people not realising. 
We're back. The Dark Knight Rises, I say franchise featuring feature it with Scrat. Huh. Hello, Francis Lalonde. I'm not even looking at my screen and I know that's you. Yeah, that one's kind of got me because I don't know if I've followed that one. I've tried to follow Ice Age as much as I can. Francis follows up by High Pedro's Tank Toss. Oh, Pedro SRN, should I say? Ibrahim El Malhala says, Hi, guys. Hey there, Ibrahim. Hello, Francis Ibrahim. And, oh, pretty good. So it goes into a bit of a. <laughs> a bit of a casual bits between the two. Ibrahim also says, watched only The Godfather and Boxcar Bertha out of those 1972 movies. Might give the candidate a shot later on. Interesting films. Let's go for it. Night Stalker and What's Up Doc are a couple of good ones. Horror Express is a fun one as well. So the con the conversation continues between those guys. Who so else just we got in the house? Yeah, we've got RJ Skaranki, who has given... I'm going to star that, because that's more of a later one. But Francis then says, hi, hello. Francis gives a few hints. Pineapple Express. I'm guessing that's an ice age, but the idea hasn't come up. The uh, It hasn't come up. Gavin says, good evening all. Looking forward to all your recommendations tonight. I've tried to squeeze in a few lesser spoken about films to mix it up a little. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, one really, but I think I might have brought it up before anyway. Francis then follows up with Idiocracy, which I said I was going to watch because it's on Disney Plus and I still haven't brought myself around to watching it and I hate myself. Well, well, yeah, well. yeah. I've, um, I've, I've not gone mental with my list to be honest, mate. Like, I know the movies that made me laugh in the 21st century, I. I love the comedy genre, so I tend to watch it's like a close second after horror for me. Um, so yeah, I tend to watch as much comedy as I can. And as you and me have said repeatedly, not a lot has impressed me in the 21st century. The 90s and the 80s seem like a long time ago. But there have been some good things. I think there's certainly something to be said about the fact that this is going to seem very unpopular to a lot of people out there. But that's what you guys tune in for, for bullshit. Now, not for bullshit, for honesty. Um, I think we've all got too fucking soft. That's the truth. Before we go people, into it, I don't think people sorry. can take Ibrahim a fucking joke anymore. Missed you both. Missed, missed you McDonald's too, Ibrahim. Back. Hello, brother. Yeah. Um, oh, guys, uh, before we even get into this big hole, what makes a good comedy, what doesn't, uh, quick tangent, please do remember we have a massive, massive, massive announcement coming up on May 16th. So we're going to be doing that at the end of our show on May 16th. So please do, well, join us every week, but make sure you're there on May 16th for that big announcement. Um, if you happen to not be able to join us live, I'll upload the end part as a separate announcement to our podcast feed. Just so you know, it's there. And I'll upload it also as a separate video on YouTube. Indeed, indeed. But yeah, big stuff coming. So just while we're in, we're going quickly before you get into it. Jen says, hello all, good to be back again. Thank you, Jen. Good to have you back. Hello, Jen. Chris is saying, hey boys. Yeah, hey, boy. And mixed man brilliant. Hi, Nico and AJ guys. I've learned that Barry Levinson is directed the film Wise Guys based on the same book that Goodfellas was based on. And this also stars De Niro in a double role. Sounds interesting. First I've heard of it. Thoughts is, I need to see it. Yeah, that, that's kind of the thoughts I'm going with as well. And Francis also asks, thoughts on Daisy Ridley in the upcoming third of three Star Wars flicks? Hmm. I never had a problem with Daisy Ridley in Star Wars. I think calling her a Mary Sue 
is the most lame, boring piece of film commentary I've ever heard, especially if you like the original trilogy. Luke Skywalker is the biggest fucking Mary Sue character that's ever been written. Huh? My wife just come in and said she's a Mary Sue. She is. So is Luke Skywalker. <laughs> no. You see what I mean? <laughs> I have to live with the hypocrisy even in my household. Everything he does, he does perfectly. He's an amazing flyer. He can blow up a Death Star. He... He's not terrible at lightsaber. Oh my God, I'm actually arguing with my wife off fucking air. Are you joking right now? Do you want a screen? I can set you up and we can argue about this online. I will happily set back. <laughs> Luke Skywalker is a Mary Sue. Yes, he is. Luke Skywalker is a Mary Sue. Um, yeah. What do I think of Daisy Ridley? I think I liked her in those movies. Um, I do question the sensibility of bringing that character back, considering how divisive that trilogy was. And again, this is a guy who, for most part, liked that sequel trilogy. Force Awakens, one of my favorite Star Wars. Last Jedi, liked, didn't love. Rise of Skywalker, meh, but didn't hate it the way everyone did. Yes, it was just there. As a film but me. it was a divisive fucking trilogy. You know, I know people are looking back at the prequels now with rose tinted glasses because it's been 20 years going, oh, they're actually quite good. No, they were not. The prequels sucked. The prequels were fucking terrible. They, it's ironic because they have one of my favorite Star Wars characters ever in Darth Maul. Um, and I'm an unashamed defender of the Phantom Menace. I think there's a lot of good in that movie. And I think the good outweighs the bad. Oh, but what about Jar Jar Binks? Yeah, 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 yeah. Qui-Gon Jinn, pod races, Darth Maul fight, a lot of cool shit. Naboo is beautiful. There was lots of cool shit in that movie. Um, and, and the thing is, is that time, as Big Tone often says, time is the wonderful healer. Pretty much when those prequels came out, people hated them. It's over time that people have been like, oh, they're actually quite... No, they're not. You just... You've got you've not, you're twisting it because it was when you were a kid and you've got fond memories of being a kid and it's making it rose tinted. That those prequels when they came out got slapped by everyone, fans and critics alike. No one liked them. Um, yeah, the sequel trilogy for me is far superior in terms of its acting, in terms of its effects, obviously, and in terms of a lot of things. But it, the, the one thing it was lacking and where it was the weakest of the three trilogies is that it didn't have a congruent storyline. They had no A to B to C to Z. There was no storyline that ran through all three movies. So I don't know how wise it is bringing Daisy Ridley back for that. It's a tough one. I, I I put it down to uh, it. It's not the character; it's the use of the character. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with Ray. If you've got the right person get put in a script to Ray, she could be one of the most followed characters in Star Wars mm. anthology. But if it's the stuff that's just mild, I mean, it's the same for anyone. But I'm I'm I, you know I've, I've always said Ray was the the character I looked out for. So for me to come and bash her now would be shit. But I appreciate how much hate has been out there, unjustified personally. But it is what it is. It, but then the story, but the stories again, as you said, the story that the character is based in is just part clone, part nothing. And it, again, so going back to something that Francis said, is you know the sequels went from better to less better to less less better. Like it. Mm. <laughs> You know, 
100%. Force, Force Awakens was something, and then the rest were just, just there. I didn't, uh, as, a, as a guy who's not deep in the Star Wars realm, how dare I on this week, right? But like, who's not deep <laughs> in that? Who's not deep in that realm? I, I was like, whoa, okay, you've caught my attention with six, seven, and eight, seven, no, seven. seven, yeah, seven, eight, and nine, yeah, yeah. Rogue One was excellent. And I think both of us agree that we really enjoyed Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, Solo I enjoyed. Solo was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, that's that. Yeah, so indeed. thoughts on Dizzy Ridley being brought back? Listen, maybe, maybe maybe there'll be a, some kind of a redemption thing going on here as far as fans are concerned. Because God knows people wanted Hayden Christensen's blood back in the noughties. Now that motherfucker comes on stage at Star Wars Celebration, he's like, oh my God, Hayden, can I touch you? It's like, you hated that motherfucker 15 years ago. It's never gone for me. <laughs> Consistency, bro. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Bro, hate is hate. Like, if, if he was shit, he was shit. He didn't just become less shit because 15 years passed. It's like, those movies still exist. Yeah. Riri Thomas says, good to have you here, by the way, Riri. Hello, guys. Hope you're both okay. Can we include rom-coms, or do they have to be just pure comedy? Looking forward to this one. You, listen, it's your list, Riri. If you choose to include rom-coms, you can. I think for the purpose of the movie, Mount Rushmore, AJ and I would probably do rom-coms as a separate subtopic, much like we would do. It doesn't have to be. I'm just saying I would treat it that way. Um, yeah. And but see, and one last thing on the Star Wars thing, Chris. As long as Kathleen Kennedy is running the Star Wars movies at Lucasfilm, I'll have I'll have difficulty trusting their direction. I get where you're coming from, but this is part of my problem. So, AJ, you know who Kathleen Kennedy is? The, the I remember, grand... I've, I've heard, I've seen you and Big Tone go back and forth with this one. So. so, Kathleen Kennedy is essentially the person who, when Disney bought Lucasfilm from George Lucas, and he went and retired on Skywalker Ranch. Kathleen Kennedy was put in charge of running Lucasfilm. What a lot of people don't give her credit for is the fact that Kathleen Kennedy has been there for all the Star Wars movies. She produced all of them. So all the things that people love, she produced. All of the good things in the modern age, things like Andor, things like The Mandalorian, things like Rogue One, things like Episode 7, she produced. So... She's made a lot of fucking mistakes. There's no doubt about that. Like, with the direction they went in with episode nine, mm -mm, no good, no bueno. But if you're going to criticize the bad, you have to also give her credit for the good. Because I'm not saying Chris Trengove is guilty of this, but the common soundbite is, oh, but the good didn't happen because of her. The good happened because jo John Favreau was directing Mandalorian. It's like, right. And who selected John Favreau to direct the films? The producer. Yeah, fact fact and it's like who was the one who said who was the one who got taika watiti john favreau and the geek master general himself dave filoni down at a table and said run with the series together kathleen kennedy who ensured that despite questionable script writing in a lot of these movies that each of the new star wars movies grossed over a billion dollars who ensured that to this day Star Wars The Force Awakens is the biggest ever opening ever in the US, which will probably never be beaten. So she's done a lot of good. <laughs> like, and as Gavin Mann says, and she's done the Indiana Jones films too, amongst many other things like 
Steven Spielberg's on record as saying Kathleen Kennedy is the most talented producer he's ever worked with. So... To be respected. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny when you look at it from... People look at it from one aspect. And again, this isn't directed at you, Chris, but when you look at the, the, the business sense and step back from like some of the sound bites that have been thrown out there that be like, oh, I didn't enjoy it. No, she's to blame. But what about yeah. the stuff I did enjoy? Yeah. Yeah, that's her yeah. too. You've got to give her credit for that. And this thing, you know, yeah. Disney ensured the billion dollar uh, billion dollar grosses. Well, Ant-Man and the Wasp disagree with that. Yeah, well, this is it. This is it. There have been some failures in the House of Mouse. Quite a few recently. Mickey's got to stop doing that cocaine and get back on track, man. <laughs> so, question. Favourite Star Wars series? Because, funny enough, I was talking to my boss yesterday, and we saw a word, and I was, yeah. Um, you look like Mandalorian, and we were talking about Star Wars series, and he told yeah. me what his favourite series. Mandalorian's your favourite. Live action, uh, Mandalorian, animated, Star Wars Rebels. Hmm. He's an Andor fan. I can't get into Andor. I have tried. Everyone is fucking raving about this. I am three episodes into Andor and I am bored out of my fucking head. Very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> and yes, mixed memorabilia. I have watched the new George Foreman movie. My instant out of theater reaction is up for that on the Silver Screen Dude's Instagram page. Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Kind of scared me about going to watch it, if I'm honest. Not a cinema movie, mate. Hmm. But you'll appreciate this. It's that kind of A double A ground type movie that doesn't get made enough anymore. So on that basis alone, for political reasons, I would say go and support it. Um, but it's slow. It's a slow burn. Okay. But the guy's had an amazing life. You know, it's it, <laughs> some of it I knew, some of it I didn't. It's it's interesting to see how it plays out. Also, Pedro, thank you for joining us, brother. How are you? Um, right. Vamonos. Okay, but before we do, would you like to tell everybody what the Movie Mount Rushmore is all about? Yes, 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 yes. Basically, it's a top ten show between two best friends from school. But how does the show work? AJ, AJ and I each get assigned a topic, we go our separate ways, and we come right back here into our recording, into the live stream, into the podcast, whoever you be, pod squad, vod squad, live squad, we deliver to you, the silver screen dudes, our film familia, our individual top tens. This week, AJ will go first oh. delivering. Oh. Yes, I was first oh. last week. This week, AJ will go first delivering his bottom three. I will then deliver my bottom three. AJ will deliver his next two. I will deliver my next two. And then we will trade one apiece when we get to our top five. If at any stage, while we are rounding off our individual top ten lists, one person has a movie in a higher position, that person will say... Punt. And we will punt and talk about the movie when we get to the higher position. Once we have both rounded off our individual top tens, we will create the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the four quintessential diverse must-see movies of the genre, which this week is... Top 10 comedy movies of the 21st century. Now, I'm about to do my spiel. spiel. Um, do I have permission to go full Twitter spiel, or is it just from movie MT Rushmore spiel? There is no poll. Okay. You do realize that it's still available on Twitter. I had not tried that. So we yeah. shall bring the poll back next week if it's still available. Okay. Right. So, yeah, well, there was four films last week, but we will leave it because there's no best of the best of the best right now. So we'll leave it. So okay. on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right. So in at number 10, 
One, I, ooh, ooh, go, go for it. It's just a quick Francis thing. So does Kingsman the Secret Service count as a comedy? For me, no. No. Eh. I can see where you're going, but no. It, it, even if it did, it didn't make the list for me. Um, mm. No. Yeah, put it that way. I mean, it could count, but didn't work out for me. So here's one for me at number 10 that it hit me recently. And I was like, I have not spoken about this film in a while. Like, I don't even know if I have ever mentioned it in the world of movie Mount Rushmore and Silver Screen Dude. Probably in the world of Silver Screen Dude. Adam Sandler, Jack Nicholson. As a picture. Nice oh, there we go. Anger management. Nice choice. Very nice choice. You know what? I was just like something that's been a bit different in the list. Some of them are like easy go-tos, but I was like, freaking heck!" Like some stuff that are out there and just like, yeah. If I'm honest, I think it's like the last film I've seen. The oh, Jack Nicholson. Did, did the party come after this? Yes. Okay. So that Substantially was, after this. Yeah. 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 Quite a while actually. Yeah. Departed but yeah, no. 2006. I think this was like 2001. Ooh, really? I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still in school when this came out. Or just yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the story of Adam Sandler, uh, a guy who who's been sent to anger management for a reason or other, but he just doesn't seem to. Ha he seems to get on with people very well, but he's got this shrink in the form of Jack Nicholson, who is just driving him up the wall and sending his what, and you're like, there is no way that this man. Is the <laughs> is the professional help that Rudd requires in life, but into some batshit crazy moments in, in order to unlock the repressed anger that that this man contains. Um, yeah, I remember having quite a laugh with this. It was one that um, yeah surprised me. I was just like, this is this was good. It was a great laugh, and one what I watched many a time upon its release on DVD actually. Uh, Want to bring back. Do, do you know what it, it is one i've seen more than i actually realize um i had a lot of fun with it too the that i feel pretty skit always makes me laugh john yeah. c Riley, i think is a scene stealer in this like when he becomes the buddhist and my name is kalamanavanga and then he sort of speaks to this monk about how he used to bully him in school. And oh, I didn't think that was funny. Oh, that one was kind of funny. But like, it's like... <laughs> and uh, obviously Adam Sandler has his usual entourage and this, which I listen, I always liked them. There was one of Adam Sandler's entourage movies that just missed out on making my top 10. But that, listen. For me, this isn't top 10 material, but it's a very, very fun movie. Yeah, again, it's one of those. I had a lot of fun with it, and I thought, I've not brought it up, and that's why it is where it's at. It wasn't going to be like top five or anything, but I do recall having a great time with it, and I thought, let me bring out uh, an oldie but goodie, if you would. Yeah, it is an oldie now, isn't it? Shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Tucky, thank you for that. 2003, appreciate you, brother. Thank you very um, much. Bro. God damn it. Yeah. God damn it. You're number nine. Right. In at number nine, this one was released while we had started our shows. I didn't actually see it in the cinema, but I remember catching it on Sky. And me, my brother and I had one of the, uh, I can genuinely say tears of laughter going on with how crazy okay. and stupid this film was going to be. And I didn't expect it. This is Sasha Baron Cohen, Grimsby. Okay. Yeah. This is funny. <laughs> Did you not enjoy it? This is funny. 
<laughs> Suck <laughs> my balls. <laughs> That's the scene that we it. always take. <laughs> it was that, and it, some of the, the stuff that is so wrong, but they still got away with it. And I think you're like, what? Was it they gave Harry Potter, the Daniel Radcliffe, AIDS with the? the, the Am the, I allowed the to say I'm all for that? <laughs> So you've got Mark Strong, who is the ultimate model kind of James Bond MI5 operative. And it yeah. turns out that he's got a brother who's, I don't say this disparagingly, especially now that I know people from the area, but your typical image of what Grimsby is in the form of Sasha Baron Cohen. And somehow or another, their worlds have reconnected and they end up on a, a mission and his brother's along with him. And the madness that ensues from this guy who is quite well-spoken versus the yep. Northerner who's just mad for it. <laughs> it is just batshit crazy. As you said, there were parts where it, it, it's gross-out comedy, it's stupid comedy, and it's like, you didn't go there. What the fuck am I watching? Gross-out? Here you go. That elephant scene, says Tucky. <laughs> oh. The elephant oh. scene, if I remember rightly... Is the elephant scene literally the rip of Ace Ventura 2, though, with the rhino scene? No. They take it up a level in this one. In this one, they hide inside an elephant's vagina. And they... Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they get sprayed up. Yeah, oh, God, oh, God yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I remember it. No, no. <laughs> I have no doubt that they were inspired by Ace Ventura when nature calls, but Sasha Baron Cohen went, let's up the ante. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's just turn it up. Ace is at 50. We could go to 100 on this. Yeah. <laughs> your ass out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just, it, it, it's one of those that I must admit, I think maybe twice I've seen it, but I was just like, what am I watching? And it was totally at a point. And again, I, I always say it, Sasha Baron Cohen, gave awesome TV shows. The films I was like, Ali G in the House really tainted me in terms of what Sasha Baron Cohen could do. Booyakasha. Ali G in the House, which I hope didn't make your list. If you did, maybe it's worse. Just really fucked it up for me. So each time I, his films came out, I had a bit of apprehension towards it. So when this was out, I, you know, it's any world member that I was at the time. I was like, yeah, leave it. When I saw it was on Sky, I was like, I could have done with seeing this in the cinema. It would have been a good laugh on screen. So, yeah. Grimsby was good. Listen, Sa Sasha Baron Cohen nowadays is pretty much a safe bet that you're going to laugh or at least be impressed by him. Because even in um, yeah. Trial of the Chicago 7, or was it 8? He was really good in that, man. Trial of Chicago 7, Sweeney Todd, Les Miserables, anything that he's actually done on film. On a non-comedic basis, is actually really hit me. The comedy I expect. I'm not going to hit the others because they may come up on your list. Ali G was the letdown. Everything since the, there was a sequel film he'd done, I was 50-50 yeah. on it. 50-50 yeah. on it. But again, I shan't mention because I don't know what comes where for you. Um. Yeah, okay. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> so just a few comments quickly. Um. Yeah, Francis, there is a bit of an echo in my mic. I don't know why that's going on. I'm working with this laptop instead of my big ass monitor, and it's it's it doesn't work as well. But it should be back in a few weeks. I apologize if there's a bit of an echo, guys. Billy Mountain has joined us. Thank you, Billy. Uh, Riri Thomas says, "Love those shouts, AJ." Also, Game Night for me is really underrated, underseen yeah. comedy, genuinely funny throughout. Game Night's good. Um, David Mann says, "But AJ, Charles Dance." 
And Billy Mount says, I'm sorry, guy. I'm having a bit of a bad day today. It's all good, Billy. Hang in there, Billy. Bad. It's quite bad to quote Scott Hall. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Just hang in there. Tomorrow's another day. You're, 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 yeah. And Billy, the second part of your question here answers the first part of your question. Nico <laughs> and AJ, Talladega Nights? No. Because as you said in the second part, we're anti Will Ferrell. <laughs> however, however, Game Night is good. Another one that was on my nearly made it list was The House. I don't know if you've got any time for Will Ferrell. Like, if you'd ever give it, The House no. was funny. The no, House was no, funny. No, I've tried. I've tried. I've been burned too many times. And no sooner are we talking about Will Ferrell that we're welcoming someone new to the channel, the big Sam Broski joining us. But I'm afraid we have to get off on a rocky start, Sam, because <laughs> Step Brothers for the win? No, sir. Like what, no. what I literally never gonna happen on this channel, my friend, but we'd love to have you. Want to be. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we, we we aren't the Will Ferrell flag wavers down here. Mm -mm. Wrong, wrong but, channel for that. But Step Brothers does intrigue me because there's a lot of memes that come out with lines from Step Brothers. I have to be honest. I've been very intrigued to, to say I, 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 there's a part, and I always feel it going back to what you said with anger management, John C. Riley does awesome without. Will Ferrell. John C. Riley's great. And I feel that I'm going to be so let down because it's the two of them and I never feel they do well together. Mm -mm. So I want to try it, but I don't know if I have the guts to. Why would you put yourself through that? It's Will Ferrell. <laughs> How many times do you need to get burned before you... Do you know what? As much as I say he's not my guy and he will not be my guy, there are certain films. There are certain films of his that I've been like, yeah, again, I know it's one that would not make your list. It didn't make my list. Daddy's home. I've actually enjoyed both of those. No, nope. I know you didn't. You hated the first one, but yeah, we digress. Right in at number eight, the last of my bottom three. Yes, one film that I again. I know the more I look back at these lists, I really enjoyed this one. Horrible bosses. <laughs> I know you love this film, don't you? <laughs> The story of three guys who each have a plot to murder their bosses. Um, if I was the guy in the middle, I would try to murder my boss in a different way because I have no problems at all with a nymphomaniac Jennifer Aniston. No, I like, just... why did they make that a problem? Like, it's like, yeah, to, to quote Futurama, yes, please, death by snoo snoo all day long. Like, yeah, all day long. All day long. And I'll be honest, there was this or another film with Jennifer Aniston, and I was torn between the two. Have you got any Jen Aniston in your list? No. Um, Where the Millers. The Where the Millers was another film I had. I've still never seen that, you know? We had a very good laugh of it. And there's a Jen scene to be appreciated. But what um, <laughs> <laughs> anything, like this film was... I remember having crazy moments of laughter. And again, because the 21st century... That's not where I thought that sentence was going. <laughs> No, no, I don't know where you were going, but no, we're keeping it clear. I remember but... having crazy moments of hardness. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I of, get laughter, it. of laughter in it. And it, I think because the 21st century has been, a, comedy has been a dying breed in that era, in this century, you, you are pleasantly surprised when you get a good comedy, especially going back to the question that Riri asked. Mm. In a non-rom-com sense, you know, a lot of them are rom-coms, comedy in itself that isn't in the rom-com they're few and far between and mm. this one was it and i have to be honest colin farrell as the boss he was the, so obviously spacey was was a piece of shit but colin farrell's character and the evil shit and the mad shit he came out with and you know that 
I remember there was the person in the wheelchair and he calls them Hot Wheels, Professor Xavier, and all of these dumb <laughs> shit. I was literally dying with laughter. Like, ah. Oh. And again, it goes back to what you say. In the 2023 world, should I even be saying that as the moments that had me laughing because the world has got so sensitive? And that's what, this is what Horrible Bosses has to me, especially Colin Farrell's character. It's those those elements of, you can't get away with that shit no more. <laughs> But yeah, good times, good stuff. I'm just very, very thankful that we still have people like Ricky Gervais and Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock out there. Ricky Gervais should be knighted right now for saying on stage that he abhors racism. I mean, but come on, when you think about it, what's an Eskimo? Just a naked Chinaman in the snow. <laughs> Gotta love him. <laughs> you gotta love Ricky. <laughs> there are there are some guys out there who still push it. Jimmy Carr. Oh, Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr the, don't fuck with Jimmy Carr now. Like, <laughs> but why? Here's the thing I find hysterical about Jimmy Carr shows. People still think they can heckle him. <laughs> I dead that man. What are you doing? Like. You are in for a verbal shanking if you try and fucking heckle Jimmy Carr. Like. Verbally wet. Verbally wet. Verbally wet. <laughs> Yo, I swear down, that fucking guy who you sent to me on Instagram, I was like, yeah, so he watches our show. I know. I, yeah. Yeah. Weird, right? Weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mine, mine was real. Just putting that out there. Big Sam Broski says, The Big Lebowski, your namesake, my man. I like it. Ruby Thomas, Rush Hour 2, that might be on AJ's list. Just missed it. Just missed it. Mm, same here. Uh, Billy Mount just going back to Talladega Nights. I was talking about Sasha Baron Cohen in Talladega Nights and what did you think of him in that film? I thought of nothing in that film because yeah, I saw Will Ferrell on the poster, so I chose to not see it. <laughs> what will come first? Top 10 Westerns or top 10 Will Ferrell films? Interesting one. Because one day we will be out of topics. <laughs> they will be the last two topics. Never. <laughs> I will die on this hill alone before we run out of topics and have to resort to Will Ferrell movies. <laughs> it will not happen. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, I have a cashing card that I think everybody else may want to go for, and I may cash it in on you because somebody said to me, Oh, but UA Bowl films will be good for my drunk Rushmore. I may cash that card in. Nah, fuck you. <laughs> I'm just warning you. Nah, nah, nah. What? No, why? <laughs> I, I'm not there yet. I am it's not there your yet. birthday, brother. You're I next. Know. I know, I know. I'm not there yet, but that may be it. Oh, and fucking Billy Mount, you've given him the idea now. Nico, would you do a drunk Rushmore on Will Ferrell? Just, you're a dickhead, you know. <laughs> Billy, we may well be on the same wavelength. Because the I just wank with the both of you, I swear down. This is not okay. Oh, you're a proper dickhead for even saying that, you know. Possibly. Pedro, would uh, you consider American Psycho a comedy? Yeah, dark comedy, yeah. I don't, you know. 
I, I don't know. I, I it's get, too I get up to be an out and out comedy, but this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Did I giggle sometimes in that film? But then it got darker and darker, and I stopped laughing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I've never taken it that way. Uh, Mixed memorabilia says, "Is David Brent life on the road made your list?" No. As a worst, maybe. Yeah, now I'm thinking, do I want to double check on my worst? Because that film. Mm. Me too. That was a bad film. No, I'm going to stick with my worst because there's a good reason why it needs to stick in there. But yeah. So that was your bottom three, yeah? Yeah, over to you, sir. Well, it's really funny. Your number 10 was Adam Sandler. So is mine. Your number nine was Sasha Baron Cohen. So is mine. But my (laughs) number 10. I've brought this up to you before. It's not a good movie, and I appreciate people making. Oh, it's go, your soft spot movie, isn't it? It's your it's my what? Your my soft what? Spot one. Your yeah, soft spot movie. Of, you got a soft yeah, spot right kind of. You don't mess with the Zohan. <laughs> now, what is comedy? Comedy is like what we are doing now. It is, as Chris Trengo have mentioned on Twitter, the most subjective of all the genres in film. But what is a comedy ultimately? It's not just being able to laugh at it in the cinema. It's being able to laugh with your boys afterwards. You know, how many days did we spend at school quoting Chris Rock and Eddie Murphy to each other? That's part of the joy of comedy is its longevity post event, right? Yeah. You don't mess with the Zohan. For me, I feel like I'm having to defend this shit. For me, where I was in my life at the time, which was I wasn't surrounded by people who were like, hard 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 movie fans people no one followed the moving news where i was we were living on a tiny little island in the middle of in like middle of indian ocean like we have one cinema um and you don't mess with the zone happened to be playing and the group of divers who i was hanging out with saw it well before me all happened to like it i saw it they could based on their word of mouth and i was like it's good it's nice there's like the first act is very strong actually and the third act is off a cliff but what happened after we saw it when they came up to me and they were like, so what did you think of it? I was like, it's, it's, it's okay. It's good. And they were like, Oh, what? Come on. And they started reciting lines to it and then reciting the lines started to make me laugh. And then those lines started to become a thing on our fucking daily routine. So this movie transcended just being a movie and it became kind of part of our local social kind of pop culture existence. Like, one of, one of the famous scenes is when um, oh, Rob, Rob Scheider is, is chatting to John Turturro, who plays the Phantom, the evil villain in this movie. And he's calling him basically like, yeah, you know, you're busted and everything. I know who you are. And the Phantom's like, yeah, what do you want? What do you want? And he's like, I want 50% your restaurants. We call it Salim and Phantom. Muchen tochen. No. Okay. I want yogurt shop attached to restaurant. Okay, I get profits from a yogurt shop. No, some profits. No, I want some of your wives. Kiss Emelika. How many? 20. No, 10 wives. No, I get one pipi touch from one wife. Okay, <laughs> just this little, this stupid little exchange of I want this. No, I want this. No literally started to fucking exist on our fucking dive boat. He was like, hey, yo, John, can you pass me the dive tank? No. Mark, can you fill up the uh, the nitrox cylinders for me, bro? No. 
And just by saying no, it wasn't said aggressively. We all knew what the fuck we were doing. We were reciting a movie to each other. We're in the middle of the freaking Indian Ocean reciting a comedy movie to each other. That's good for the soul. Fair enough. Fair enough. That, also, that I maintain the first act is excellent. It, it's a weird film for me. It's a weird film for me. I, 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 yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I, I saw it. I was like, yeah. But I suppose I didn't have the follow-up to it to, to, to enhance it like you did, you know? Not. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number nine, um, everyone thinks I'm going to pull for Borat. No, 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 no. My number I nine, I Bruno. <laughs> and as the poster says, so yeah, what does the poster say? Borat was so 2006. <laughs> AJ, just because I'm getting a terrible echo, I'm going to refresh my page, mate. You carry this one over. Right. Okay. So can I do Bruno as much justice as Nico can? That is a very, very good question. The truth is probably not. Oh, excuse me, guys. But a bit gassed up there. And you've got me on full screen. So Bruno is one of those characters that was part of the, the, part of the Ali G show and was a, a skit. One that was out there to just send people crazy. And is he coming back? Are you coming back? back once again like a renegade master <laughs> yeah. and again it came out into a film it's one that i was apprehensive for but i did have a good laugh with it he he, he knows how to manipulate people in a way that it's not fair it's not right but he does it well and here we have the overly homosexual overly camp bruno going to some parts of america that are very bible bashing <laughs> <laughs> very against the Bruno lifestyle and he somehow <laughs> delivers it to them but it's not just middle America it's even at the beginning when he's like invading Milan fashion week it's just some of the things that he says to the um, to, to, to like the security guys he's like you don't remember me I was here last week you try you we had sex together no I don't remember you you tried to make my face pregnant like what the fuck <laughs> Or going on the really, really, really black Jerry Springer style show. By the way, R.I.P. to Jerry. R.I.P. Um, but going on that really, really black Jerry Springer style show, and he, you know, this very skinny white gay Austrian Austrian guy brings along his little black baby. Is I even gave him a special name. What do you call him? Gaby. Sorry, talking of that. Talking of that, it's quite foreshadowing what happened because have you heard that in our generation there are some parents right now who have the baby? Oh, I know, I know. I watch Piers Morgan. Um, I think if yeah, I, I can comment. I mean, I'm just saying it's foreshadowing. I, I, I it's completely I, I, foreshadowing. That's why Sasha yeah. Baron Cohen is a smart man. That's why I maintain Bruno isn't just a gross out slapstick gay comedy it's actually got a lot to say it's purposefully trying to make you uncomfortable that is that is for sure it's like it's it's you know you who doesn't like the fucking new day doing their cheech man bumping slap in the ring i imagine this made you uncomfortable as hell <laughs> <laughs> you see you yeah you see you hey you uh, this guy 
<laughs> you see what you try the picture you tried to paint of AJ out here as if I'm like I have no problem saying loud that because that's just got no place in the wrestling ring when your character is of a homosexual nature challenging people against homosexuality I have no problem with it yeah I'm, I'm saying happy, in the AJ. Of a Royal Rumble <laughs> Right? Two men who have been best of friends and given it a stare down, and out of all things you could have done, for one to carousel and partially sixty nine each other and use another man's ass as a drum, I ain't down with that. That is just leave it there. But yes, Bruno is a masterpiece in comedy and social and challenging social. Um, it is. It is. It just really is. You know, like, what? oh, fucking hell, what is it? When he's got that really powerful L.A. casting director um, and he's, he's calling him and he's in the middle of having his asshole bleached. And it's like, what the fuck, bro? Like, the idea... Yeah, obviously, everyone remembers the gross-out um, cage scene at the end where he makes yeah. out with Lutz in front of the crazy Alabama boys. But... Top to bottom, the movie is fucking hysterical. No, I had a good time with it. I'm not, I, I can't say it differently. I did have a good time with Bruno. I'm surprised it's so low for me too because this fit every time I watch it, 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 it slays me. Oh, that part where he goes to the swinger's house. Oh, that's so funny. Where he starts stroking the guy's lower back while he's while he's shagging, and he's like, Yes, that's good. Look at look into my eyes now. <laughs> But one of the things, I mean, whether he's Ali G, whether he's Borat, whether he's Bruno, one of the things I do credit Sasha Baron Cohen for is the the straight face in which he is able to do this to people. And he, he, he is literally in a zone. And you're like, no, like it's the most awkward situation. And he has never broken character in any of them. I mean, if there are outtakes, well done to him for like covering them up. But the way oh, he does it, absolute gold. It's amazing. I think the closest he ever got to breaking character, and this was like a matter of safety, was um, in um, the second Borat movie when he was at one of the Trump rallies, and like, yeah, like they, they he he physically had to like kick his door in uh, yeah. to stop people bursting in because they were ready to lynch him there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like, fuck, that's scary, man. White America. <laughs> Crazy Indeed. shit. Uh, yeah, so that was my nine. My my eight. Um, everyone, I've I've seen it brought up in the comments just now a little bit. Everyone talks about bridesmaids as the twenty first century ladies' comedy. I know you've got another one, which I imagine will come up. But everyone forgets that how good this film was, man. Mean Girls. Mean Come on well. now. I'm actually really upset. I forgot Mean Girls. Mean Everyone girls. does, bro. It's so fucking quotable. But ev I've never met anyone who's turned around and said Mean Girls are shit. It's like, you, sorry, you do not rate Tina Fey's writing? It's fucking great. Every you know, school has a Regina really annoying. Last night, I'm at work. Oh, it must have been on my list. And... My mental capacity right now made me forget it. I'm literally closing up my workplace as my duties go. And you know who's in my head? 
Kevin and Paul. Oh, you sucker if he's got nothing. You know? I don't know why, but that was in my head. I, and I was obviously thinking of Mean Girls. Like, oh, well, naturally, because that's where he's from. And I still not had it on the list. Like, yeah. Now, Mean Girls is good, though, but I, I, I've got no... So good. I mean, and the story, listen, the story is basic but effective. You know, a girl who's been raised in deepest dark... White girl who's been raised in deepest, darkest Africa moves to a whole different type of jungle. Just like Predator 2, it's the concrete jungle. It's the high school jungle. And, you know, she navigates the trials and tribulations of being the new girl in school who gets in with the popular girls and turns into an utter bitch herself and completely forgets who she is. And it's so fucking funny. The line which you just... I'm going to say it because I don't give a fuck. It's my podcast. Um, he's too gay to function. Oh, my God, what a line. Oh, my fucking God, what a line. He's too gay to function. <laughs> it's funny, though, because it, as much as like the whole Kevin and Paul bit was there, too gay to function is one of the lines. Like, people always have, we always wear pink on is it Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember, but we always wear pink. That's one of them. Yeah. yeah. There's that. But the other one that will stand out throughout the whole time is too gay to function. Like, it's, it's so good. It's just what it is. It really is. Oh. Yeah. No, the, 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 I love that film. Top to bottom, I fucking love that film. The Burn Book is one of the all time. It's. <laughs> I imagine there'll be a movie which is high on both of our lists where there's another type of teen comedy book involved, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, we'll get to that. But the Burn book is is amazing. And I adore this film. And I'm glad Pedro does too. Pedro SRN says it's excellent. Yes, sir, it is. It is. It really number, is. Well done. Well done. You're number seven, one. AJ. My number seven. Right. Okay. I'm bringing it to our shores. You talked about the girls having fun. Time to bring in the boys. The in between is movie. It, it, is that you forgot it or you didn't enjoy it? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. This film, if I'm honest, deserves more credit than any other film I bring up. And I'll tell mm -hmm. you why. The in-between this TV series was gold. Even the yes. other day, me and the missus. Shit, was it last week? No, it couldn't have been. But I got in late, and we happened to be watching TV, and the in-betweeners were on. And we're both like, oh, the in-betweeners. And it's very rare that both of us have like one of those gems of something that's old but gold, essentially. And we just went for it and just watched it and just laughed. And I've it's been amazing. stung. I've been stung by British tv shows made into movies someone brought up david brent i waved the flag for the british office i need to complete the u.s office but the british office way better i had a, time. I had a great time with the, the uk office and i again it, it's what put gervais where he was <laughs> stunk out the joint you've got stuff like absolutely fabulous which was watchable to me it wasn't the greatest comedy film sucked don't even get into dad's army i hated the film like Time and time again. <laughs> yeah, you saw that, didn't you? Fucking oh, hell. God, that was terrible. I remember Ooh, you telling me after you were close to exercising your right to walk out of a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cats is still the closest because both hands were on armrest. But yeah, that, Dad's Army was terrible. And uh, 
it's not worked out in our favor. Can Brits do comedy? I think we excel, but we've done very well in TV series. I can't list, okay, Grimsby being an exception as well, but I can't think of many films. And I, I just thought, oh, it's, it, it's going to be wrong. They're going to try something and it's going to stink out the joint. And I refuse to see it in the cinema. And I think it was film four gave me the pleasure of it being on TV. And I was like, it's on. Never been so pleasantly surprised and happy to have been wrong about previous judgment on a film. I was absolutely loving every minute of the Amazing. movie. Absolute gold. But well done to the guys and the writers for making it as good as they were. Sadly, I was then too hyped for number two and it didn't deliver as good. So the expectations for number one should have been for number two. But yeah, um, number one, the in-betweeners movie, the, the boys going out on, on, on a, a, a lad's holiday, realising the losers that they are and just going all out. Like, honestly. Oh, that fucking dance scene. <laughs> Do you know what, though? It's, but it's... Neil can bust a move. I won't hear otherwise. But here's the thing. It's when it's the first time they do the dance move in the club and it's like, you fucking losers. But it's when they all... Spoiler, I hate being in spoiler territory. Ah, Gavin, <laughs> man, which of the, which of the in-betweeners do you dance like? I'm Neil. <laughs> I don't know. I could well be... Oh, God. Am I slamming? I don't know. I don't know. But it was... Yeah, it's that point when, they, when they're like, Sorry. let's go for it. You know, let's make the most of this holiday. And they all go for that dance again. It's actually really heartwarming. I actually loved every minute of it. Like, AJ's yeah. like Neil's dad. Fuck you. Don't even... No, no, no. <laughs> I see what you're trying to do here. You're trying to play a man into something. Yeah. You're trying to get a man cancelled when he's got nothing to get cancelled for. Yeah. Nice try. Nice try. Nice try. Oh, I'm sorry. Just you remember, to be I'm, with... the one... <laughs> I'm the one who saw Bros last year, okay? Fuck off. That's true, you did. <laughs> right. There we go. Needing to cover those tracks. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> At no point was that the reason, but um, yeah. <laughs> you had to say that. With you. Am I living rent free up there, bro? <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now, the in between is, is incredible. Like, actually, yeah. incredible. Turn Carly into an absolute cunt, though. Yeah. Oh, why the hell was that an alarm? Sorry. Mm. I have no idea why that was an alarm. Weird as fuck. But yeah. Carly, Carly wasn't really a bitch in the show. She just she was never aware of the affection. She she just friend zoned him as far as I'm she concerned. She friend zoned him, oh, but she was never like bro. cold to him. Do you know what though? Did Carl here and it goes back to the episode I watched? Do you remember the episode where they go on that trip and Simon's got a new potential girl who's who's interested? The the the, the Irish girl. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you remember at that point, Carly was threatened and she kind of played the, oh, okay, well, if you don't want to hang out with me. Like, the traits of it was of course. there, but they, they they nuked it in the movie. Like, yeah. Oh, completely. But there was that period where Simon actually, oh, that was, I think, my favourite in between his episode, you know. It's when he actually has a girlfriend for a few episodes. Um, beep, 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 beep,
<laughs> and he goes to her place and tries to shag. And fucking Jay convinces him to knock one out before he fucking shags him. He can't get it up. And he is yeah. screaming. He's like, oh, why would you wake up every time I need? I don't want you. You're awake. And now I need you and you're asleep. Wake up, you ugly cunt. <laughs> I'm <laughs> running out the room like he's scared. <laughs> and Neil, Neil in that episode who pisses the pants. And what was he all saying? Will turns around and goes, "Oh, it smells like pissy sugar puffs." Jay. <laughs> 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 Yeah, this is definitely my favorite episode. Oh, fuck, I'm crying. <laughs> Fucking Jay. But at this point in the show, everyone's calling bullshit on him with having with all of his exploits, right? And he's like, oh, Dutch girl, they're proper filthy. And they're like, you've never been with a Dutch girl. He's like, oh, man, I've been with plenty. Go on, what was this Dutch girl? What did you do with this Dutch girl that was so dirty then? He's like, all right, I'll tell you. One time I fingered her and she pooed on my arm. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is, now, honestly, there was something to really be like appreciated. Even down to the episode we watched with the whole the trip and everything. When oh. they're looking at the, 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 the must be 70, the must be 89 years old ice cream lady. Uh, uh, are you the lady who gives handjobs to students? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Do you want to lick my cornetto? Will you give me a blowjob, please? Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh, oh, God, I times. love it. Good times. Oh, it's yeah. fucking, it's so fucking funny. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to, uh, I can't now because I've got a little girl, don't I? But I'm going to, at one point this year, rewatch the entirety of The Inbetweeners. It's not even long. I've just it's been too long. That's the thing. Again, one of the things about a British series that I always say is they were like six episodes. Even if it's four yeah. seasons, what are you talking? 20, it's one season of another show. Yeah, and literally. Yeah. yeah, no, I need to get on that again. It's fucking brilliant. And the movie's equally brilliant. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I would was... even do number two just to like complete no. the I would, I would. It wasn't great, but I enjoyed it, but it wasn't great. I was like, Ugh, you let me down because you weren't as good as the rest. It was a it was like it was like a shit episode of something, you know. It was like it's still good. I'll still tune in next week, but it wasn't as good as the others. That's what that was. Your number six, brother. I know what my number six is. You may have an idea what my number six is, but you know who doesn't know? Oh no. Scotty does it now. <laughs> yes. Yes, brother. I was partially tempted to make it my number one, but I was like, don't take the piss. But yeah, Euro Trip for the win, man. Euro Trip. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my van every Sunday. <laughs> it's a banger tune, you know. It's a fucking earworm, too. The shit gets stuck in your head. I again goes back to that that WhatsApp I sent the other day. Probably one of the best, if not the best, cameo of all time in that David. Like totally unexpected. Like this film, the, the 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 film that no one saw. You know, it was like they thought it was a sequel to Road Trip, which I and it's so there. much better. I I I am not an advocate for Road Trip. Um, Europe Road Trip. I think Road Trip. Uh, road trip I, I, I have a laugh for that. 
was a flawed <clears throat> movie that's coming up later <laughs> for sure for yes me. yes it's a flawed version of that and i was like euro trip oh god so we've got a sequel of a film that didn't work i know road trip has a lot of fans out there i'm not one of them i apologize to anyone who's like a major again tom green freddie got fingered nearly made my worst like just Ted, not you like it. some sausage the fact that i never saw the film is the reason i left it but i was like yeah it just didn't work and i was like what is this shit sequel bbc2 happened to play this film and i was like fuck it let's just give it a shot again very much like the <laughs> these unexpected golden gems and gross out and madness of a guy who has to go on a road trip to very similar to road trip stop his girlfriend from getting, yeah he's going off like from a heartbreak does this and madness ensues. On well, he thinks, well, he's not even his girlfriend, is it? He thinks that he's got a pen pal who's a bloke and then finds out that it's this really hot German girl That's that he goes yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just absolute madness in different countries. And their, their journey through Eastern Europe is fucking... Bratislava. <laughs> we have two dollars left. And then you see them living like... American Nicole. I opened my own hotel. <laughs> What was it? What what was it? Um oh the fucking Italian in the train. Miss Cozy. <laughs> Guys, long, long tunnel. And then he goes in his boxes at the end going, Yeah. <laughs> Finny Jones. Fucking hell. I'm just about sick of you. Fucking eye ties. Such but I'm Swiss. Them too. <laughs> like it's fucking killer. Oh, and the fact that they got a diehard Wimbledon Chelsea man to be a Man United fan and yeah. England in it is like, come on, man. <laughs> Poor Vinny. England five, bank. Germany one, Man United number one. Oh, remember when England beat Germany 5 1? I do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That seems like a long time ago. Oh, it's 2001. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah trip was a great laugh. Great. It was a good love. Fucking well remembered. Oh, Bratislava. Can I see your book? Bratislava, Bratislava. Oh, here's an interesting fact. You made up with your sister. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Oh, that film fucking oh, that film actually slays me. It's great. I'm fucked off. I forgot about that one. Damn it. Um but have you noticed how these are very all early 21st century, these yeah. these ones? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? I know. Because the I know. 21st century progress have got a bit meh. It does. It does. Oh, dearie me. All right, man. My number seven. Um, this is not your speed at all, this movie. Oh, God. Did it release this year? Last year? Not, not, not last year. year. I'm, not, I'm not going for that one. I'm not oh, going for that one. Franchise, right? Of course. Um, the video like it's not me, I know exactly. It's most doing. certainly not an AJ thing. It is very much a Dem the Tech and me and Big Tone thing, though. Jackass 3D, brother. What the th what I loved about all this is because look, they took they were doing the same sort of shtick. They're they're finding new and creative ways to not bash the living fuck out of themselves, right? But they did it in 3D. <laughs> what was interesting is that this wasn't like post-production 3D. They actually shot this movie 
with the James Cameron, Christopher Pace camera. The same camera that shot Avatar was used to shoot Chekhov's 3D. So <laughs> the screen... how much money this show has made. Bro, they could the use an 3D Avatar camera. Looked fucking incredible. <laughs> like, there's this montage they did where in super slow mo, so they've used a red dragon, sorry, a red slow mo camera mounted on the Chris, uh, mounted on the Cameron Pace camera. And they've shot this dildo out of a cannon. Now, a rubber dildo does not travel straight. As it's flying through the air, it's obviously turning. And because this thing's rubber, as it's flying through the air, it's going like that. So it's jiggling through the air in 3D, in super slow-mo. And they've got this montage that kind of recurs throughout the movie of the various things that this dildo is blowing up after it's been shot out the cannon. So they've got the dildo exploding this glass of water in super slow-mo. It looks freaking spectacular. And of course, lots of penises, lots of puking, lots of shit, lots of cum. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I can be convinced to enter the world of South Park. I feel like I, you know, the, the South Park, of, if you have a political head on you, South Park is for you. Like the the office US, it's just a matter yes. of time. There are certain things I know that I've not seen or I thought, oh, maybe not for me. Because the office is very much that. I was like, again, going back to the in-betweeners, we had a UK in-betweeners and a US in-betweeners. US in-betweeners, no good office different so this was like it there was some stuff you could convince me for when i didn't think i'd be on it jackass i don't know if it'll ever be for me i honestly don't just no dude it, I'm, I'm gonna quote my buddy chris trengo over here the jackass franchise is glorious it really is aj it's like it <laughs> <laughs> and to answer your question, Pedro, I don't know if I have a favorite one, but this seems to be the one that came to mind. I don't think there was any stunts they did in this one that particularly outshone any of the others. When was 3D released? I want to say like 2011. Okay, so the others had scope to be in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 3D's yeah. novel. 3D's novel in itself. So that's the yeah, thing. The yeah. fact that the fact that dude, the fact that these guys started out as skateboarders who were very good but just not good enough like you know bam, bam margera probably being the one exception oh by the way so fucking sad what's happened to bam like if you know you know and bam if you're listening mate i really fucking hope you get better um uh, in and outs on that actually uh, he, he's in such a fucking there's a reason he wasn't in jackass forever put it that way um, there, there, there's major beef between him and Knoxville over the fact that he wasn't cast. Bam's apparently like he, he's in a big meth hole. Um, he's not in a good place, poor guy. Um, it's really fucking sad. But yeah, you know, of all their spin-off shows, Viva La Bam, which was his show, was was one of my favorite. It was it was fantastic because it that was as close as you got to seeing behind the curtains of proper skate culture and what goes on in that in that community. But you know, none. You know, even Bam. I think he'd be the first to admit. Yeah, he's a world class skateboarder, but he's not Chad Muska. He's not Rodney Mullen. He's not Tony Hawk. You know what I mean? Like he's he's amongst them, but he's not them. And that's kind of what, like Darby Allen. You know him, very good skateboarder. 
he's not good enough. Not Tony that's, Hawk. That's why he's a wrestler. You know what I mean? Like, Steve very good skateboarder. Not good enough. <laughs> you're a good skateboarder. You're not a pro skateboarder. I get where you're going. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. And and yet, Chris, mate, I am with you. I laughed myself stupid during the mo- during the most recent Jackass Forever, brother. So did I. I said on our top ten movies of last year, it was I think my number six. There is something so fucking healthy. Just like when you go to a stand up comedy about or, or like a wrestling event or any sporting event where there is a collective shared feeling. But there's the people who love Jackass, AJ. D- d- like Chris and myself fucking adore it. Like it will, you're crying from laughter in the cinema. It's not just like chuckles and laughs like you and me, dirty grandpa. We have, we love that film. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It will never put me in tears the way the jackass movies do. Like I find myself like I come out of a jackass movie with a fucking eight pack. Cause I've been laughing so hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like most of the time I'm rocking a dad, but man looks like fucking Thor when he comes out of a jackass movie. And it, I, bro, there is something so collective about, uh, sorry, so healthy about the collective of people laughing on that type of level. It, it elevates the movies up a up a bunch. And yes, Gavin says Nico's TED talk on aerodynamics in reference to the rubber dildo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one would say the penis got you, but hey, the penis got me. Yes, AJ. <laughs> yes, AJ. Oh dear. Yeah, and Pedro, yeah, there you go too. I remember going to see Jackass number two in theaters, and it but Jackass number two probably has of all the four movies, Jackass number two probably has my favorite stunt of all of them. So they're on a bridge, AJ, and you've got this massive fat guy called Preston Lacey, and you've got a guy called Jason Weeman Acuna, who's uh, like a, a shorter guy, yeah, like a, you know, vertically challenged, I believe, is the appropriate. He's term the one now. Who- Carried Sami Zayn. I've, I've known of him before that. But yeah. Him? yeah, 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 exactly. So what Bam Margera conceived of, <laughs> it's fucking great, is to attach a bungee to the two of them, have Preston jump... Like, imagine they're on a bridge, yeah? So Preston jumps off the bridge first with Wee Man still standing here, yeah? But because they're on a bungee, even though he's really heavy... Because Wee Man is still standing on the top, it still pulled Preston up a bit. But then the momentum of him going down before he comes up has pulled Wee Man down. So they've swapped positions. And as Wee Man has, sorry, Wee Man jumps first, Preston follows. And as Preston makes contact with the water and Wee Man's coming up, it yanks him inwards. Like, it's amazing. Like, it's fucking incredible. Um, yeah. Dude, 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 the creativity these guys have to fuck themselves up is just on another level. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, it's, uh, I'd be lying to say it's going to be high on my list of stuff to try. That's the truth. But What, bungee jumping with someone off a bridge? Don't do it. I filmed you. Oh, <laughs> I, can't, I may try that. Like, no, don't. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. That's why they're paid the big bucks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. My number six. Uh, gonna go down to New Zealand, bro, and we're gonna go to what we do in the shadows. Ah! Oh, hey man, yes, oh, my number six, Taika Waititi. What we do in the shadows, oh. Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. How fucking good is this film? Ah, oh. 
Would it? It did skip my mind. It is weird because is this your only Taika? Yes. Ragnarok very nearly made the list. Oh yeah. Ragnarok very nearly made the list. And with that, I completely forgot about what we did in the shadows. I still hadn't remembered it. It's weird. I ah, I think it would still be in my top twenty. Though I don't know if it would be my top ten. It's a great film. Don't get me wrong. But fucking fantastic. Where it landed for me, I don't know. It is fantastic, dude. You got it. You've also got to remember where this fell historically. For us in the West. Like vampire movies had been run into the ground at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between Twilight, which most people that I know did not enjoy those films. Between really? you know, I didn't like it, but most people I know who've watched it are like, yeah, Twilight. And people who I didn't expect to be Twilight fans are Twilight fans. My sister being one of them. Yeah. Fair enough. I've only ever met the one Twilight fan. I remember my boy Cruz in Phuket it was like, hey man, you want to go see the new Twilight movie, Breaking Dawn? Is that I'm like the fuck no <laughs> no i've got no interest so like, oh, but mate nah gee they're really good i'm like no <laughs> how, how about now <laughs> how about now scott okay <laughs> those fucking movies are the diet coke of vampire they're the margarine of vampire they're yeah. quasi vampire they're semi-vampire just one calorie not vampire <laughs> enough <laughs> Facts, dude. Facts, but this movie was so... even Blade had been run into the ground by yeah, this yeah, point, yeah. right? Like vampire movies were just not cool anymore. You had the odd one that came out, like Daybreakers, which I mentioned last week, which was good, not great. Great, a million and one retellings of Dracula, which were all shit. Um, you know, Dracula two thousand, Dracula AD, like dude, fuck off. Like Abraham just, Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, like, yeah. Dracula, <laughs> Dracula Unborn, Dracula Reborn, Dracula Undead. That fucking awful one with with uh, Luke Evans, which I was really hoping was going to be good. You know, part of the Monsters universe, and that was awful too. And it was like, okay, stop with the vampires. Twenty first century clearly can't do vampires. Then this movie comes along, and it's like, <laughs> it's like if Dracula met The Office and against. <laughs> And it, against all fucking logic and sense, it was amazing. It's, it's crazy but fun. It is crazy but fun. It's like it, it's the creativity behind it. It's very creative. I'll give it that. It's very well done. It's it's the dude that they turn into a vampire and watching him learn how to be a vampire and the fact that he hates it, whereas the others actually really like it. Like, oh bro, I can't eat chops anymore. Bro, I fucking love chops. Yeah, <laughs> because you know the normal food makes them puke, innit? It's dude. I'll say something that may be a bit unpopular. I think the series may be even better than the movie. I do need to finish it. I, I saw I, I got to season two and I stopped. I think, yeah. Just Pedro, though, to your credit, you're absolutely right. Pedro, sorry, you are quite right. Let the right one in is amazing. Absolutely yeah, amazing. Yeah, yes. Kudos to you. I forgot after. about that one. Was that after? If it wasn't, then yeah, yeah. Exception to the rule that because yeah, apart yeah. from that, and again, it was an international one, so I don't know how many people paid attention to it. Being a foreign language film, I, there were many people who I'm sure you could say let the right one in too, and they would be like, "Huh, what?" Whereas the others that were mentioned were 
like seen and promoted to hell and absolutely shit. Yeah. But let's derat coma in, I think is how you say it. And fucking great film, that one. Well remembered, Pedro. Good for you. Um, but yeah, what we do in the shadows. If you like Taika Waititi's comedic timing, this is for you. This is a goodie. This is a goodie. This is a goodie. Your number five, please, AJ. My number five. So this one is my international flair. International. Um, I believe I've mentioned it to you before. I don't know when I have. But in France, it's called Qu'est-ce qu'on a fait au bon Dieu? If you can find it in an, a dubbed English version, not that I've ever seen it, it's Serial Bad Wedding. And as the tagline says, you don't get to choose your family, your son-in-laws even less. So as you've got there, Christian Clavier from Le Visiteur fame, uh, he's a father. And Asterix and Obelix. Never seen those, you know. He Never. played Asterix. Did he? Mm. Oh, that should be fun. That should be really fun. I don't know what I was really excited for those, just never got around to see. Oh, they're not good. But, um, they're not good at all, yeah. but they're worth a watch. Exactly. It's worth a watch. It's worth a watch, and that's all that matters. So he's you know head of the family with his wife, very traditional French family. They've got four daughters. First daughter marries a Chinese guy. Or an oriental guy, I'll say. Second daughter happens to marry oh, a Jewish guy. Well, oriental from Chinese to Oriental. Because I can't I don't know if he's exactly Chinese, but he's 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 from the Far East essentially. He's French speaking. <laughs> he's not like one of those like seventies Chicago gangsters. Hey, hey, the the the, the Chinaman. The Chinaman. Hey, the, <laughs> the, the fucking Chinaman, you know. So yeah, the little Dick got, Eskimo. I can't, remember, I can't remember the country, but yeah, you've got. So you've got the guy from the far, far East descent, but French. The second daughter marries a guy who's Jewish. The third daughter marries a guy who's Muslim. And the fourth daughter's come away and they're like, so, um, Charles, okay, that's interesting. Good Christian name. And uh, he's, he's religion. So without getting offensive, they get around to it. And they're like, oh, okay. Charles is a Christian, and you can see the proudness of the dad, right? And this is this is this is 2010s. This film, so it's taking the biscuit, you know, in terms of what's allowed. And it's like, ah, oh, I knew it. My favorite daughter. Here we are. Not that the others are wrong; they're all good. Don't get me wrong, but here we are. There we go. Look at it. Strong name like Charles. Christian background. Gonna be amazing. She's away. She's out of town, and they go to the airport to pick her up. All excited to see Charles. Yeah, mate. Thanks. As he's given the suitcase, there's a tip. Yeah, why is he still following us? No, he's not the chauffeur. She has a black husband to be. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I mean, I saw that one coming a mile off and I still laughed. I remember watching this film and I always say, whether it be Taxi, Le Visiteur, like French do amazing comedy you always have a good time with a French comedy. And it had been a while since I'd seen a French comedy. And I don't know how the hell I came across this film, but I did. And I was dying with laughter so bad that I even stopped it, found the subtitled version. And I was like, dad, you need to come and watch this. And he was cracking up with laughter. It felt like a traditional good French comedy. That you know, it, it's it's like father and a bride meets whatever you would like. All the social narratives that are now going to go out there with all of this, and you've got all the 
you know, the stereotypes of a Jew, of a Muslim, of the Far East and the black cultures as well. And yeah, had a great time with it. Absolute great time with it. So I do encourage anyone who, even if you're not French speaking, try and find serial bad weddings and yeah, have a good time with it. French do comedy well, man. I'll, I'll, I'm making, I'm adding it to my list now. I'm going to check yeah. that one down. Please do. I really believe you'll love it. <laughs> Meanwhile, while all this is going on, should we check the Chelsea Arsenal score? Oh, God, no. Don't tell me we're playing. Oh, here we go. Go on. Oh. After, after, after. You're having a great season and we're fighting a relegation battle. Are you joking? Listen, mate, I've, I've just... I've You're just, not winning the league. I said you no, back in yes, September. I, I, after, listen, I, I still fear it. The days of me trolling you for an Arsenal Chelsea have long gone. <laughs> You're never allowed to do that again. Like, it's not even. The, the thing is, right? <laughs> on a football tangent now. The thing is, right, is that Arsenal fans still are the most entitled fans I have ever met in my life. Like, bar none. Like, y'all behave like you're fucking the Real Madrid or Barcelona of London. It's like, shut up. <laughs> it's like, you've we've won more leagues than you. We've won the Champions League twice. You've been to one final. Oh, it's cute. It's like, I'm sorry. Like, the, the argument is dead of who the biggest club in London is now. It's not a fucking opinion anymore. It's a statistical fact at this point. However, Chelsea FC, CFC should be called BFC this year because it's fucking banter FC what's going on with my club, mate. But now you slapped us 3 1. Oh, but you're top of the league, mate. I would think you would beat us. We're 12th. You, you know, my, my, Can you my, believe my, Chelsea at 12? <laughs> Banter is, FC, bro. That's not even that's not even Europa. What the fuck are you? No, no, no. Bro, we're closer to the relegation than we are to the to the Europa spots. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, we're, we're fucked this year. Yeah, again, I've I've not followed football for a while. And let's be honest. Um Last month was two years since my granddad has gone. So I've really, really been out of the football game. Like, mm. it's, it's been a minute. So um, Arsenal have been the second best team for most of the year, easily. Um, and then money. But, so but, but you've been top of the league despite being the second best team for most of the year. You've still maintained your, your form has been better than City's. But I said back in September, and this isn't like banter, this is just fact, Arsenal have a history of being bottle jobs. It's it's something the club has in its DNA. The same way that Real Madrid, even this year, I still fancy them to take it, and they're not even a particularly good team this year. That, that team is just has got winning in its fucking DNA. You know what I mean? It's, like you, you, it's just part of the club culture. Arsenal used to have that ruthless streak, but that's 2004 and before, not now. Um, what I think happened post-2004, 2005 to maybe two years ago, just before Arteta, or just as Arteta came in, you had entitled Arsenal players. You had people so who, because they were playing for Arsenal, who were, the, they, they followed on from the undefeatables, they just were there. They they, they they gave it, but they, they never gave they gave 80%. There was that extra 20% that was missing because they just thought they were Arsenal. And this is me loving half of the guys, you know. Mm. Jack Wilshire, I thought was amazing. Walcott was great, but it was we just needed that. Jack Wilshire was amazing. 
But yeah, you know, we just needed that bit more from him. And... Jack Wilshire thought he was the next Paul Gascoigne or the next Paul Scholes, and it's like instead of trying to be the next them, why don't you just be the first you? You, yeah, yeah. you know. And he was good for like two, three years. He was amazing, little Jack Wilshire. Then now I can't get a call. Oh, there was that Russian guy as well who dominated. Andre Arshavin, he was good too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you had post, post, Undefeated basically you bought the fucking France. Fuck Henri, you bought the France World Cup 98 team. <laughs> I love the way Arsenal fans always say, oh, we lost Henri. Is that, yeah, Henri, Pires, Wiltord, Vieira. Fuck you. People telling me like a putty, like you literally bought the whole 98 fucking France team and people are like, oh, Wenger's a genius. It's like, I mean, <laughs> is he? <laughs> like, I could have taken that France 98 team, put them into my club and got done all right. <laughs> like, I mean, let's be honest. I remember it. It was half, it was like half England, half England team. That was it. It was just that. They just literally had that. And then you had, um, what's that guy? We skipped over to Chelsea, the Spaniard. Ash, uh, uh, oh, Cesc Fabregas. Fabregas in between it. And that's all we had. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we had. It was England, France, and the one Spaniard in between. And we were doing good. Fabregas is magic. He has a magic hat. He could have signed for Arsenal, but he said, no, fuck that. He passes with his left foot. He passes with his right. And when we win the league again, we're singing his name all night. <laughs> You know, As someone who grew up fucking hating Arsenal because of you and Flo, seeing your players flock to us, so sweet. Two, two. You ain't getting that from me. Fuck off. You ain't getting that from me. Sorry, guys. We will get back to films uh, very shortly. But you know, you know how we, you talk about how um, in wrestling a guy can be raw one day and then he goes to SmackDown the next, and it's like fuck raw. That is what I feel about football fans. I remember the whole world and their mother hate every Man United fan hating, hating Robin Van Persie, hating yeah. him to hell. He signs to Man United. Who needs Batman when you've got Robin? I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> fuck off. Everything. I, like, the football fans are so fickle. Gotta love it. Oh, the most Gotta fickle, bro. The most fickle and the craziest. Like, people, someone tried to say to me once that wrestling fans are crazier than football fans. I'm like, are you mad? We don't stab each other when the result goes wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> American nightmare. <laughs> fucking hell. Trust me, I walked back from the SoFi Stadium. There were no stabbings going on, just long faces. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway. But no, no. So, to, to the point is like I said Arsenal but the second best team for most of the year even though you were first but I think I, I bantered you back in September when I said I think it's really cute how Arsenal fans think they're going to win the league this year and bro City are about to steal it from you it, it just is what it is um, they can steal it from us and again without being a professional football fan I'm not a football fan by any means one thing I'm aware of it's sad to see that money beats talent that's all I'm going to say. Money does not beat talent. Look at Chelsea FC this year. 600 million spent in two transfer windows and we finished 12th. Okay, I'll take it back. Right, so that was my number five, your number five. Yes, my number five. I think Pedro SRN should be very happy about this one because I know he loves this movie. My number five. Yes, one of my favorite comedies of the 21st century, this one. Super bad. AJ, I present to you McLovin. <laughs> listen, listen. 
um, super bad is when I drew the line on Jonah Hill is funnier than Seth Rogen. Super bad was also the film that made me say, I really do like this Emma Stone girl. Like, like you know, when right. you just there's so many times you keep seeing her in films. Like, this was the one I was like, I like this girl. I really do. Like, that's what it was. I've had fun with Super Bad. I think Super Bad was overhyped to me. No, that's the problem with Super no. Bad. I will fight you for free on this one. Superbad is not overhyped. Superbad is, I would say, still underappreciated. Really? Yeah, really. Superbad is such a... It's everything for a comedy. It is such a perfect little microcosm of, like, white picket fence society, but with the universal truth of people growing apart as they get older, all bookended by this wonderful you know, raunchy night that, bro, we all had those fucking years growing up at school. It's like, oh my God, mate, did you hear that this person's having a pie? I bet this will happen. I bet that'll happen. You know, you hype up the party so hard. And yeah, we've, we've <laughs> all been at those parties. And and it's always the person you don't expect to get some, they get some. Enter McLovin. <laughs> bro, the fact that he hooks up with the hottest fucking girl in school. Been there, done that. Got the t-shirt. Was a lot of fun. No one thought it would happen. <laughs> I am McLovin. <laughs> but it's the point where he's on top of her and the camera's sort of looking at his face and he goes, it's in. It's in. <laughs> and then the two fucking police officers like Bill Hader and Seth Rogen burst into the room while he's saying, McLovin, you're okay. <laughs> uh, bro, again... Do you know what? And I'm not, I, I don't know why, but like the unexpected guy getting the girl, the, the hot girl, I kind of feel like I got it more with Girl Next Door. Like, I don't know. There was just traits of. I've never that seen movie? that. The, the guy who's next, who finds out his hot neighbor was a porn star. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the story. I've never yeah. seen the movie. Yeah. Fun film. Fun film. Watch it a few times. It's one of those that you appreciate. It's not like laugh a minute, but it's a great film. I, I think there were just little bits. You know when you get traits? Yeah. And that's just what I felt with it. I'm, I'm no, by no means am I saying it's a shit film. It just wasn't rocking my world as a film. Super bad. Pedro, Sank, uh, Pedro SRN has just made a beautiful point here that I actually think may sway you and appeals to and may appeal to your to your fromage nature. Agree with Nico here. Superbad will still be talked about in a long time, and it was lucky enough to come out just before social media changed those relationships drastically. That's a fact. Yeah. The types of parties that you see in so that you see in Superbad, the types of interpersonal relationships that you see in Superbad don't exist anymore. You know, you can't be at school and the girl who you really fancy says, oh, you're bringing booze. It's like, oh, you're going to fucking DM someone. You're going to fucking snap someone. You're going to fucking do a video on TikTok. Going, oh, I'm at the booze shop. No, it's wank. It's like there's something about and this movie really is like arriving as Pedro has just said wonderfully. It arrived at the 23rd hour before social media took over. And it's kind of like the last gasp of the old teen society that we have. And for that reason, I actually say I love it even more. Yeah, listen, listen, I, I, I will give Superbad Love a shot in terms of a film. As I said, it, it wasn't shit. It just I was like, yeah, that's all it was to me. And I just Superbad's fucking great. Even the part at the beginning where he's talking about like what porn he's going to get when he moves into college. And Michael Sarah's like, what? 
no one get the lesbian stuff. He's like, no, Evan, no. Have you ever seen a vagina? They're fucking ugly. I need to see a cock in my vagina. <laughs> I don't agree with that sentiment personally, but I get it. <laughs> I mean, you've shared the story before um, about your collection and my reactions to it. So, I mean, oh, yeah. 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 yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of that. <laughs> now it's hard drives. <laughs> and even that's becoming obsolete. Pornhub, the wonderful. No, wonderful, I was talking more than the one gifts. where you know what I was talking about, right? I mean, you shared it before the story. There was a scene I'm, in there. Share away. Really you're not going to shame me. I can't remember exactly. You re you reminded me of something I said, but that like. It was one of your birthday parties. You slapped a video on, and the girls were getting at it. The Roman Hey, said, oh. yeah, that was my 16th when we all went to see Daredevil, and we were in the back den watching the porn, the, the the period porn, where the girls were in the Roman bathhouse, and it was a les scene, and you were really into it. Not into it, just, <laughs> just into it. And then some Roman dudes came along, and I remember you doing a proper fucking kiss my teeth move, going... <laughs> Why'd you go and ruin a good scene like that, man? <laughs> you were so vexed about the dick arriving. Thanks, bro. I don't need to see that. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. It's the strangest thing you say to people. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, you can't say this anymore, but since we've been talking about the in-between is, are you bent? Like, <laughs> why the fuck do you, if you, if you don't bat for the other team, do you want to see cock in your porn? Like, that makes no sense to me. Dead that. <laughs> avoid, really. Not required. It's like I would like to be doing some pounding. Most definitely, this is really fucked up where this conversation's gone. But, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. and cut <laughs> and cut there. Back to the movie stuff. That was my number five. The old, the almighty super bad. Your number four. My number four. This was one that I really didn't think I'd enjoy. One that you had put out for me to watch. And I was like, no. And when it came on the list for me to watch, it became my number one. So it's not, it's not nothing new. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. We could, earlier we talked about Euro Trip. We're going to bring it back to America. Fuck yeah. Team America. Oh! Police. <laughs> you come on, bro. You remember me talking about it when we talked about movies of our puppets. Yeah. And this it, is what man. I'm saying. South Park could possibly sway me because this film. This is South Park, mate. me dying. And I was like, what the fuck? The lines. And again, there are the, the whole, yeah, certain parts with like, yeah, this is how a Muslim uh, a terrorist talks. I'm like, uh, maybe. But throughout. Durka, Muhammad Jihad. <laughs> some parts I'm like, forget it. But the, 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 the comedic timing was perfect in this film. Absolute gold it just yeah. it just works the way it was there the absurdities behind it and the way again america fuck yeah and the way they do that the motherfucking day yeah and then the way they do the montage and then they use the same song but slowed it right down <laughs> like there was nothing actually wrong with this film and that's what i said like can i be swayed for south park hell yeah because i appreciate that this text. is the style of this is their style of comedy. And I was like, you guys understand me. You guys understand me. South Park is both grosser and irreverent while being incredibly fucking topical and poignant. 
they are they are the two greatest comedy writers of the last 30 years for me, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. The fact that they are so up honestly to be fair. 30 years, bro. Like they've been doing this since since before we did our GCSEs, they've been doing this. Mm. Yeah. Like consistently. And if I'd argue that they're just getting better and better and better as they're getting older. Um, yeah. there's, there is no recycled material with South Park. They, what is crazy too is that back in the day, you know, you would sort of wait. There would be one season a year. These motherfuckers are pumping content out now and it's not filler. It is so good what they're doing. Um, hey, oh my God, the dudes are on the silver screen. Dan the text in the house. And we're talking about Team America, Dan, your movie. Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, I've just gone from strength to strength to strength. And the fact that they've done theater, the fact that they've done two of the best video games I've played in my life. Um, both South Park games, both fucking brilliant. Dude, like, they are the guys. Like, Book of Mormon, thank you. The, the South Park. Do you know, on, I might actually have Book of Mormon, so good, AJ. I really need to see that. That I, Do you know the other day, I was talking to the missus about what we want to see in the theatre, trying to do something. I do not like the theatre. I love the Book of Mormon. I, mean, it's, it, it, I think it's it's second on my list. It's second on my list because Back to the Future has to be seen. Um, the only reason I say it's second as well because Back to the Future I fear may leave where I know Book of Mormon's been running for a while, so I'm not scared of it leaving as quick. That's the only reason we say it. time sensitivity is what makes it. Would second. you not prefer to watch things that were designed for the theater as opposed to things that were adapted from movies for the theater? Yeah, no, 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 no. Listen, I'm not opposed to that. And I, I was going to say it's probably top of my list, but I've heard nothing but good news about Back to the Future. And that's mm. why I really feel like I need to see it. And I feel like it would be interesting. <laughs> the big Ambrosky. There are three kinds of people in the world. Dicks, assholes, and pussies. <laughs> my favorite thing, again, you can't get away with this nowadays anymore. Screen Actors Guild, SAG. Film Actors Guild, Fag. <laughs> the fag. And again, you can't mention that actor. You can't mention the actor who that's all he can say because, yeah, it's a bit of a topical situation as well. No, go on. Which? Was it Baldwin? Yeah, fuck, it was Baldwin, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> South Park gets the future. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I hope he's all right. I love Alec Baldwin. Oh, God, film actor skill. That was good. That was very, very good. And Kim Jong-un, Jesus, he was still alive then. Who knew? <laughs> Fuck me. God, no, I love that film. That yeah. AJ, get into South Park, mate. Again, Remember, I've watched a couple of episodes. Time has just not been my friend recently. It I've heard been. that for seven years. Get on with it. But I'm squeezing all these films in. Remember, there's one of us had a one episode. It's Twenty minutes. One episode. I know you I got them. twenty minutes. I do them. I do them. I just it's in between. It's in between every other thing. <laughs> um. Okay. So, I You're think. Yeah, I think we're about to say punt for the first time. 
Uh, yeah, we're saying punt. I know you. <laughs> American Pie. Yeah, 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 yeah. You must say the word for the podcast. Punt. So, because you said it's like punt, yeah, I was like, yeah, confirmed. It's a punt. Right. This number three, as you know, like your number 10 was your soft spot. You know that this is my soft spot in the world of comedy. And it's that girl once again, that Emma Stone girl I just can't get enough of. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You do love this movie, don't you? I just, there is something about it. You know, there is a time and a place in your life where it just relates. Now, I'm not saying Mm. we've all been through where it is. There was something very relatable in Steve Carell's character. No, I've not been for a divorce. No, I've not jumped out of a car. But it's yeah. the guy who just didn't get it in the, in the world of relationships, if you would. And there was something about the way that this story just pieced together. And I was like, Gosling. Everybody <laughs> was like, a, I could do with a Gosling wingman. But just the, the madness that came in between it was just pure comedy. And it's the way it all pieced together in a way that it's separate stories that all cast, you know, all cast movie, ensemble cast movies have. And the way it all pieces together and the grand revelation at the end, it's like how your biggest. Like, the Jedi Master has now become the Sith Lord within two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that that revelation just done both in that. And I just love the way it's pieced together. And it's just the different levels of relationships and the different ways people have connections in themselves. You've got a guy who's down on his luck who becomes a player. You have the player who finds a girl who just tames him. Like his game doesn't work. He just finds that natural connection, even though she's not lived the life he does. They just have that it factor you have the kid who's obsessed with his babysitter the babysitter happens to be obsessed with the guy who's out of luck and no one thinks he can't get a girl but yeah if he was just like no saying he had to go there but it's there it's all these weird twists and turns that somehow connect speaking of twist hell of a plot twist yeah that's what i'm saying that's that the plot twist went from jedi lord to sith lord like he yeah just, yeah yeah. Oh, yeah i've only seen it the once bro I remember really enjoying it. Really, yeah. really, really enjoying it. it, it Nothing but good to say about Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, so that's my one. That was your but, three, yeah? yeah? That was three, yeah. Well, you knew that, I mean, my three are fucking, we're talking about hallowed ground now. I think I'd, I'd, it'd be a hard argument for me to hear three better movies. To me, this. it's a matter of what order they are for you. Oh, you I know, know what they, they you are. know what's coming. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the order may surprise you. The order may surprise you. Well, number three is Tropic Thunder. So here's always, the thing. I thought it would be higher be for you, but out of the, I think you see Tropic Thunder. I knew would always be in your top four for sure. And maybe it's because of my appreciation for it. Like, I feel like I knew your number one off the bat, and it's kind of why I left it off. And it's, it's what I've appreciated, but not enough. But I could be wrong. Okay. But I knew Tropic Thunder would be top three. And I feel like I know your number one because Cardiff has popped into my head, and I kicked myself because I forgot it. We played a game in, on, the, on the route to Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Do you know what? It was in my list for the longest time, but I didn't write it down. So when I done my top ten, I forgot it. I'm sticking myself, and I don't know where that one falls. Who was it? I absolutely demolished. Was it you? There was I one think... I dropped that just people were bent in two man. It's annoying. I can't remember it, but it was a it, really I, I, I know good it sounds one. bad because it makes him the target all the time. But I feel like Leon got. Or was it then? I, I don't think it was. Leon, me. I don't think I got handled. But it was Den or Leon. It wasn't Big Tone. It wasn't Big Tone, no. <sighs> no, but there, there was, but there was one, one I dropped, which was like, oi. I have a, at first, I want to say Leon, but I have a feeling, and I know he's watching, I feel like it may Oh, Den says, I got it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. Because I feel like I remember it was going around, and then it just got to a point where Den's like, I'm just going to keep driving. <laughs> it was like, you got him so bad. It was like, laugh. I'm just gonna keep driving. Yeah, it was, yeah. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, we will reveal it, the game when the game's ready. It was. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, Tropic Thunder is. I've I've said this a few times as we've come closer to post 2010, and we've all got softer and more sensitive. And oh, you can't talk about that. It's like I can talk about the fuck I want. It's called freedom of speech. Um. But I shouldn't be actively going out there to oppress or hurt anyone. I think that's the dividing line. I think freedom of speech is a right, but it's also a right that it, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> like, yeah, don't actively go out there to try and hurt someone. And you've often said when it comes to racism, for instance, that a huge thing is about intent, like tone, intent, intent and tone. Um, like you can tell, I mean, okay, here, here, here's my favorite bit of criticism for this movie. Oh, well, casting Robert Downey Jr. as the black guy is just another example of Hollywood whitewashing. That's the point of the fucking character. You, you dumb can't dumb. make half the jokes if you had a black man doing it. It's the same as it's the same comedy territory as Terry Crews and White Chicks, right. It's the exact same thing. You can't have a white guy. You can't have a black guy play the role. That's the no. other one. That's the rapper. That's that role covered. What <laughs> do you mean, you people? Then the real black guy actually turns around and goes, what do you mean, you people? <laughs> exactly. This and is the joke is gold. Yeah. Gold. Um, yeah. But no, I, do you know, it's got one of my favorite movie openings ever. The trailers for all of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Ben Stiller, you know, this repeat, repeat, copy and paste fucking action guy. And Robert Downey Jr. being kind of like the indie darling and, you know, tickling the religious balls of Tobey Maguire, which I thought was genius. And, you know, Portnoy, played by Jack Black, being like the, the stereotypical fart gags guy. Like... The, the way they are set up just with, with the use of movie trailers is so fucking clever and pitch perfect. And I love the way that, I mean, it really was a movie for movie fans. You know, the way that they were poking fun about the troubled production of Apocalypse Now at the beginning of it. And the, the way that they were poking fun at, at Forrest Gump. There was just so much good in this movie. Like, booty sweat Francis Lon there you go um, oh, I, I, okay 
If on the off chance you're someone who has not seen Tropic Thunder, it is a movie about the privileged actors who force them, who are forced into a real situation, which they're not aware is a real war situation where they think they're still filming a movie, but they're actually, to quote Vietnam, in the shit. And who was it who just said it? Yes, Big Sambrowski absolutely slams this comment. Tom Cruise steals the fucking show. So do you remember earlier I said Matt Damon is the best, if not one of the best, because his strong contender for cameos is Tom Cruise <laughs> in Tropic Thunder. Oh, but I don't even know if you can call this a cameo at this point. Some do, though, don't they? I mean, he, he's credited, so I don't think you can call him a cameo for that reason. I know, but he's... Oh, I don't know... I... It's weird because he, he appears enough to not be a cameo, but he's still seen as a cameo. See, Tom Cruise's cameo in Austin Powers, I thought, that's a cameo. Oh, good point, good point. Yeah. But for some reason, Tropic Thunder, I've seen his name come up as a cameo quite a few times. Again, isn't it a bit too much for me to call it that, personally? But that's one that I've... I've I mean, he's credited, it. so it's not a cameo. Yeah, but I'm sure Matt Damon's credited in Eurotrip. No, he's not. Is he not? No. I'm sure if you look on IMDb, he'll be credited. But when the titles are rolling at the end, no. Okay. Good point. Good point. Fair enough. It's, uh, yeah. And him dancing to Ludacris at the end is one of the all-time, all-time great moments in cinema. <laughs> His opening is like, where is the grip? Punch that director in the face really, really hard. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Pedro's with me. Tom Cruise supporting role, not cameo. Yeah. Um, and even Matthew McConaughey's in this, isn't he? Fuck me. So good. I've seen it. Oh, you're, you're a flaming dragon. You think you're a rap star? You think that sounds scary? Well, why don't you turn around and physically fuck yourself? <laughs> Oh god! I need to rewatch this film. You know, check the um, kiss when I feel born. You first. Just give yourself something fresh first. But yeah, okay. That, but I must. I hate. Oh, I, hate. I must rewatch this film. It's so fucking good. Your number two, please, AJ. My number two. It's the one that you said you knew was going to come up for me. It's the one. Ah. The ladies' comedy. I yeah. cannot get enough. I mean, it's funny enough. I watched it. With... Yeah, it is great. Girls Trip. I I had a whale of a time with this film. I was in Turkey when I saw this film. For some reason... Oh, that's a while back. I remember you going there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, the lady I was with at the time, I had crashed and I woke up and she's just watching it on her phone. And then we just sat up. I remember sitting up and just having a laugh with this film. Um, when it came out over here, I remember then watch like giving it to my aunt and sitting back and watching it with her two or three times because it became one of her favorite films and for the longest while tried to convince this person here watch it oh no 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 i'm not a big tiffany haddish fan oh, no, no, no. she said that girl i've seen her comedy doesn't like it ended up watching it about three weeks ago she loved it there was just something really great about it and it's the story of um one of the ladies in it is essentially they're four high school friends who've 
they they still meet up, but it's not what it used to be. They're not as tight as they used to be. They used to meet up all the time, college and everything, but they've all gone in their own separate ways and live their different lives. Jada Pinkett, Miss Innocent, here, so far from there. At the time of the film, you felt like she was Miss Innocent. How times have changed. Tiffany Haddish is the stereotypical loud black woman. Queen Latifah owns a, a gossip column um, that's there. And then the last lady's got really, really... Um, really famous and getting there. She's, she's like the second coming of Oprah, essentially. And she's in a troubled relationship with Mike Coulter. He's, he's been a bit of a serial cheater, but he's also like a uh, a famous baseball or basketball player. So they're, they're like the it couple, you know? Okay. And she's, she's going to be awarded at this ceremony. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to bring my girls back. I need my girls. Like, life is good, but it's not great. I, the, the, the last happy moment she can think of was her and her girl. So she calls them all in and they're all back. And that's where they're out in this massive girls trip in New Orleans. And it's the build up to her going for this award. And we find out that throughout this, Mike Coulter's mistress is also in town. So you've got Tiffany Haddish on this mad rampage. And there's just all these mad moments. And Jada Pinkett, who plays the sweet, innocent mum of two, who's not been laid ever since her partner's left her, going out and all of them trying to convince her like you need to get someone this holiday and her shell <laughs> and something and it just it goes from all of these mad moments to me Tiffany Haddish was the yeah, star of the show but that it just gave me laughter in different ways that I have not seen in a while it even had like gross out moments and I was just like this is fun this was fun and the minute I thought of 21st century short of the one that well, one of uh, like one of your your films are there, and some of them I left off. This was like for mm. me. I was like, this has to be on my list. I nearly made it number one. My number one is based on the longevity and how many times like I've I could stumble across it and still get mad laughter to it. But Girls Trip was gold. I've got nothing but love for that film. Still haven't seen it. Still can't comment. It's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. If you do have a moment, I, I, I do need to check it out from what you've told me. Oh my god, actually, actually something on Netflix. <laughs> tell me about it. Who knew, right? Uh, sorry, one sec. Oh. And we're back. Uh, right, my number two. Easily one of the best films, not just comedies of the 21st century. And something that's so fresh. And let's talk about it. The Hangover. You see, I thought this is... Do you know what? Can I be honest? You thought this Not was my only number did one. I think this was going to be your number one. I thought Hangover Two was going to no. be your number one because of the because of the emotional attachment you have with it. I thought that was going to be. I seem to find myself defending Hangover Two more than I should, but I also Hangover Two. The only real beef I have with it, and it's a big beef, is that it's literally copy paste. <laughs> like, it, it was. It's the biggest copy-paste movie I've ever seen. Um, although people don't realize how much of that shit is true. <laughs> the cocaine <laughs> monkeys in, in Sinamian Square, that's a thing. Like, they didn't make that up. <laughs> but no, it's got, bro, it's got to be Hangover 1 for the fact that it was so, so unique with its idea. Like, I'm sure someone's going to tell me, no, there was a film that was made in... 1938 about someone who got drunk and then he had friends and he woke up and they woke up and they couldn't remember where they left him and they had i'm sure that some very smart movie fan is gonna now let me know in the comments that no no there's a remake it's of a, a remake. comedy version of memento no it's not. something, something. 
um, for the scope with which I'm working in, which is my own reality, it's one of the most unique comedies I've ever seen. Which, when you think about kind of how restrictive comedy is as a genre, this felt fresh, bro, because it didn't rely on gross out. It didn't rely on slapstick. It didn't rely on cheap jokes. It relied on the essence of WTF. <laughs> because I'm sorry. You wake up and there's just in a Las Vegas suite and the place is torn up. And there's just a chicken nonchalantly going walking across the room and then you go to take a hungover pee-pee in the toilet and there's a motherfucking tiger in the toilet <laughs> and then you go into the cupboard and you realize there's a baby in here what happened <laughs> what the fuck has happened and it's they they really do lure you in to thinking okay where is this going and the fact that the whole movie spends its time making you question shit and then the only way you're given answers is with a series of photos as the credits rolling <laughs> that's brave i'm sorry that's really well done, fucking yeah. brave and then oh you know let's have some fun let's put mike tyson in there for shits and giggles as well <laughs> I, who does yeah. this type of thing man why do you guys steal my target well we put him in a cop car knife <laughs> <laughs> i remember having fun with it but it's only the once i've seen this film and that's the thing it, it, really yeah i've seen it but it, i've seen one and two i've seen one and two yeah but i've not um i've not gone deep i've not gone in that deep territory sorry guys i'm taking the voice down because people have gone to bed now but like um i've not it's it's not lasting to that degree like i've seen it and i remember parts but it's not like oh my god i need to see the hangover again it, it didn't have that ultimate grab to me that's the thing I oh, say it's overrated. to me overrated was I don't know if it's going to be on your list. It was Bridesmaids. I heard so much about Bridesmaids. So Bridesmaids. overrated. Bridesmaids. And this is when I started to lose faith in comedy. Mean Girls for the win. Bridesmaids and Bride Wars were two films I thought were like going to be really funny. Neither of them had me. And I was like, I'm losing the the will for, to live with comedy. Like they, they just felt like they were getting worse. Yeah. But um, no, the, the hangover didn't fall into that category. But it just didn't come down as a lasting comedy to me you know but um it, it, it set the tone for um Gilefinakis in such a way you know um it 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 did that for it you know Bradley Cooper mm -hmm. became a name that people started to talk about like each person had something a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah you know? Mr fucking multiple time Oscar nominated and I believe he's an Oscar winner now um oh Star is born possibly I think so quite possibly but yeah man like Br bradley's transcended like being the pretty boy who was in the hangover and you know face in the a-team to being yeah. one of the world's best actors like he's certified bradley cooper yeah for sure um <laughs> i didn't know they gave out rings at the holocaust <laughs> 
and this song that Dan's reminding me of, and we're the three best friends that anyone can have. <laughs> There's another one that Abraham's put up, and I. <laughs> oh fuck it, paging Doctor Faggot. <laughs> I do remember that line. Like it's just one that you say. Yeah, dude, that. How inventive was that? We're gonna give you a comedy. We're gonna set it in Las Vegas. We're going to literally steal camera shots from Casino. And we're going to make you wondering for the whole film what happened and then only tell you as the credits are rolling. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's, 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 well, it's very well. Oh, and Chow, Ken Jong, he was so funny. Toodaloo, motherfucker. <laughs> And yes, Dan, of course, Jackass is on my list, bro. Jackass, Jackass 3D. 3D. Jackass 3D. It's there, there, brother. It's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hangover, my number two. Your worst, AJ. So there were many that could potentially have been there. Something like David Brent came up and mm -hmm. a lot of these films that I went to see in the cinema posts. Well, in a silver screen, in a silver screen dude world. However what took the biscuit for me and i knew it was too little too late already like it was just too you know there's a, there's a time span in which, in which you could do a sequel and the hype was there and i was like let's see if you can do it and it's because we had gold in the 80s and the 90s for comedy mm -hmm. they thought they could recreate it and they came out with this amazon special called coming to oh, america i've heard of this and i was severely disappointed i actually think i can go as far as on the record to say i don't recall laughing i okay. thought wesley snipes was ridiculous in the film um the fact that they tried to make mcdowell's a, a chain in zamunda and now they've gone and opened a vegan mcdowell's because they tried to just touch on the wokeness of the world of today and the whole joke is that prince hakeem as much as he has his two daughters has a son and that the only way he has a son wasn't because he'd done dirt while trying to chase Lisa up and down all of Queens. No, he was date raped. So we're, we're, the, the whole film is a comedy on male date rape. Like, it, it just didn't have anything. I do not recall laughing at one single point of this film. I, I, it sucked. I, I just thought it was really bad. And it's, it's we, we talk about how the 21st century didn't have many comedies. I'm not going to say we had 20 films, maybe 19 potential films. Well, no, it's, it's about 20 films between us, you know. We've shown some good comedies. Uh, yeah, 19, because we've punted once. And they're there. And the fact that we had, we thought in, in this era, instead of trying to be fresh, we had to go back to the golden age, you know, a time that we really appreciated for comedy, and it just didn't stick. It did not stick the landing proves that sometimes it's better to be fresh because you take something like The Hangover, you take something like Superbad, okay, I said I had traits of Girl Next Door, even take something like Mean Girls, original content, and they were bangers. Girls Trip, a banger. And Coming to America was one of the biggest letdowns I've seen in cinema. Well, mm -hmm. in cinema being filmed because it was on an Amazon when it was released, but yeah, couldn't stand it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh fuck! Ah, poster is that? God damn it! I made um because I got a few worsts actually. Um, 
and the freaking it's not loading like it's one of those webp things which streamyard doesn't like what's that dot webp oh okay right 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 so, so I then, then says it wasn't that bad but it wasn't good fair <laughs> enough pedro says i enjoyed coming to america never expected it to be a masterpiece as the original one i thought it would with i just couldn't get into it francis sadly no no animated film for me mixed memorabilia fully agree with me coming to america too and no Anchorman, sorry, Nico. Like, it's a, it's a, Top Fuzz could have also been in the list. Uh, again, Cornetto Trilogy is not for me. That could have easily been there. Unless that so was that actually list. leads me into my worst. Um, so there's three films um, that I do not have the posters for. So sorry for those of you watching live, podcast or pod squad. It won't make a difference to you at all. The easy pick, which we bring up all the time, was Elf. I think easy. it is the most tremendous piece of shit i have ever seen um magnified even more so by people's blind love for it which i just don't understand so yeah it's like it's like when you know people say that they're going vegan or vegetarian and the people who want to patronize them or prod them say oh well i need to eat more meat then to make up for you which is the dumbest fuck thing i've ever heard but anyway pe people are like that um yeah I think I need to assume that dumb fuck call of all the people who love Elf. I need to hate it that much more because Jesus, I hate this film. Um, but there's nothing redeeming about this film. Um, for banter's sake, just because I'm being an asshole, I brought it up just to kind of get a reaction. But since I don't have the poster, it's kind of dead. Um, I, I don't believe this. I just think it's mediocre a four out of ten movie but everyone thinks it's like a nine out of ten i was gonna bring up sean of the dead bro just yeah i don't get yeah. it i don't get i don't understand that comedy like there's yeah sean of the dead francis you got it i like hot fuzz i'm actually all right with didn't make me laugh but i thought it was a moderately entertaining film sean of the dead i actually thought was just twattish i didn't all ah, oh, but the fact that they're just like these bombs that hang out in the bar, and <laughs> I live in London, mate. Like, if I want to see that, it's fucking called Sunday morning at the local. Like, it's there's nothing funny about it. It's I was talking with Shaun of the Dead, but realistically, I don't think it's fair to put Shaun of the Dead on the same level of disdain as I put Elf. And then while rattling through Will Ferrell movies, I remembered that there was, because you've been telling me throughout uh, at the top of the show, like, oh, give this one a chance, give that one a chance. I remembered why I don't give Will Ferrell chances anymore. Because despite hating Daddy's Home, because of the fact that I love John C. Riley, I went to see another Will Ferrell movie, which also starred John C. Riley, and I exercised my right to walk out the cinema for this film. Oh, and Watson. Oh, oh yeah. Bro, how? Listen, what? I remember. I Holmes remember. and Watson, the <laughs> biggest pile of shit I have seen in the 21st century. This is the God's honest truth. I remember my brother worked at the O2 in westfield yeah o2 westfield mobile phone not the well, it's all connected anyway o2 westfield view gave everybody in westfield tickets nathan had a flyer for me to go to the premiere to that film i said no, i'm all right it looked that bad 
it looked that bad that I had a free ticket to a premiere and I said, I'm cool. <laughs> I said, I'm cool. Yeah. Speaks volumes about the faith they have in the premiere when they can't actually get big stars there and they start handing premiere tickets out to staff members at O2. No disrespect, but that's just a fact. Yeah. Rita Ora didn't want to show up for that one, eh? I get it. Couldn't get Beyonce on that red carpet? Yeah, she didn't want none of that jelly. I get it. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. That film, the trailer alone told me. Do you know what? I know some people get a bit butthurt that we always run tomato it, but I'm I'm going to. I want to actually check the score for that film because I honestly believe it was the pants. I think mm -hmm. it was the biggest. Yeah, 10%. I'm not shocked. I That's could 10% smell too much. I could smell that film with shit. I gave it a chance because I was like, give Will Ferrell another chance. Nope. <laughs> nope. When you make me walk out of a cinema, that's it. That's it. Before we reveal our best guys, could everyone please drop either your Rushmore or your top tens down in the comment section below? Please do remember to like the video. Even if you are watching us live, please do like the video. It helps us with the algorithm. It helps YouTube say that you guys like us. And please also remember that if you want to support us, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash movie dudes. The link to that is in the comment below, whether you're on video or on podcast. And for less than the price of your daily Starbucks, you can support us and help us grow and help us invest more into the show to make the live streams even better for you. AJ, your number one was the right. Punt. My number one, it's the punt from earlier. Um, I didn't want it to be my number one, if I'm godly honest, but I was just like, yeah, it is, it is American Pie 2. Now, yep, now. There were many reasons. Like, one, I was scratching my head. I was like, is Girls Trip really my favourite? I've had a lot of fun with Girls Trip and stuff like that. But what stuck to me is we are talking 22 years later from its release. This is Crazy, a 2001 yeah. film. It's absolutely insane. Um, I talk about how coming to America couldn't do it. I talk about how the in-between the sequel didn't match expectation. American Pie 2 did. <laughs> American Pie 2, you had American Pie, which was a great comedy. American Pie 2 delivered again. It was absolute great fun from beginning to end. It brought the guys up. It, it, it gave them a different angle, you know, from being the teens. who It elevated. Get, yeah. You know, and uh, again, the same way I say Toy Story is a journey, American Pie is a journey. For sure. Um, it, it's if you watch it at the right time, it's so relatable. And unlike and Toy what... Story, part four was actually good. Come again? And unlike Toy Story, American Pie 4 was actually <laughs> <Sorry>. good. <laughs> I thought you said, I liked Toy Story, part four was good. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. What <laughs> universe are we in and bring back the real Nico? <laughs> okay, now I hear what you're saying. Yeah, um, that's the thing. And it was, it, was a, it was that relatable journey. It's that part where you left school, you come back to the old stomping grounds and you realise that you're, you, you see your former selves and the younger kids, you see this part and you're like, this isn't for us, let's do something else. And that's what they've done, they exercise the right to go somewhere else and they, they they had more fun. As you said, it elevated, everything was there and it was this certain quirks, it's that, yeah, Stifler's crazy and it's, it's, it's what built the 
the, the direct-to-DVD franchise because what did we find out? That Everyone's a younger Stifler is just as crazy as Big Bro Stifler. And that becomes something. You know, Finch is still trying to get with Stifler's mom. Like, the fact that that first experience is so much to him, he's held out for the longest while because nothing can touch who that was. There's the breakups and still being hooked on your girl, you know, because you were high school sweethearts, even though she's moved on. It's all these different bits, international relationships. It touched on all the stuff that you heard people going through as you grew up at that time. And it still had mad comedy. And you talked about how you had a collection that <clears throat> depleted and it went from hard drive to hub. One of the golden moments of American Pie 2 is when it was still a VHS. Yeah. <laughs> it's Put your hands up. I can't. I'm going to Ten points if you can name me the band that did the cover song for um, Smooth Alien Anthem. Yeah, boy, there's a throwback. Lead Singh has passed away now, hasn't he? If I believe, yeah. I remember rightly, sadly, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it. The more I look at it, I've had great fun with many films, but that franchise, a part of it being the journey that I've just described, and a, another part of it being a sequel that outdelivered, and just the sheer fact that it's very. Some films I'll be like, even if it's Girl Strip, I'll be like, oh, I've missed the beginning. I'll have to go back. There are many films I know what it is. But consistently, no matter what part, and ITV2 are notorious for it, American Pie 2 will always be there. No matter where it is, I'll be like, okay, you've got my attention. I'm yeah, of course. I, I'm watching. And that's the gold. And I was like, for that reason, you, you are number one. Bro, the scene with the lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to come in here and prove these guys that you chicks are lesbians. You guys like that? I'm touching his ass. I'm touching his ass. I'm touching his ass. I'm touching his ass. Oh my god! I want to go home. No way, I'm staying. I want to go home. No fucking, I'm staying. I have to. I have to. And it's the dad. You know the family who've got the walkie-talkie, and he's listening to like, I'm coming. Everyone. I'm not fucking hungry. <laughs> it's so did, good. Where did, was you, you lucky enough to see it in cinema? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I had the play. That's where you talk about a communal laugh. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Why don't you yeah. kiss her? Why don't you kiss him first? <laughs> hmm? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what <laughs> Finch pulls his pants down and he's like, Stifler, I am comfortable with my sexuality and I would love to see that show. One finger, cheek. We want hand. Grasp. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> we'll get more physical as soon as we see some hand jobs. <laughs> what is it? Stifler says he's like, it's okay. I gotta take one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> and him being peed on at the beginning. Oh God, that's great. Oh, I can taste the bubbles. Yeah. Actually, I can't. <laughs> it's so good. 
<laughs> and we come back now full circle to the book. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> isn't the isn't Kevin's older brother a very young now, Casey Affleck? It is, but hold on. The book's in number one, isn't it? Two. Oh, is it number one? No, it's number one. You're right. There's a deleted scene in number two. It's only on the DVD, but there's a deleted scene where Kevin tells them about the book and then he brings them back to the library and they and they look at they're looking in the place where it was, and there's a note there going to those to those of you in no, search right. of the book. Yes, you're right. Yeah, mm. that is in it. I don't think it's deleted because that's it, but the actual book in the first one, because the Tara reads dad is about to open the door. I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> Okay, actually. Oh, Stifler's brother in the first one, too. You guys are gonna fuck, weren't you? Fuckers, 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 fuckers. <laughs> I am the Shermanator. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I love yeah. that film. I have so many fucking fond memories from being a teenager watching that film and us bantering about it at school. This is what I mean. Just like you don't mess with the Zohan, this is a transcendent comedy for us, yeah. this one. it's yeah. This is such a near and dear special one for the Silver Screen dudes. This one, it's crazy. When when <sighs> when the summer house and the phone call, when the phone rings and it's like, hey, yeah, uh, okay, if you want to come down. Is that who I think it was? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Straight. Okay, but has there ever been a better revenge than an American Pie fall? No, I don't think that. Finches, mom, God, <laughs> bro, I was cheering for Stephen. <laughs> I was like, "Fucking smash that back door in, bro!" Like, come on, you've had how many twenty years? Destroy that pussy, like. <laughs> <laughs> become Finch's dad like for all I care like fuck so good alright AJ what's my number one mate do you know how I know you're gay hey <laughs> <laughs> yes sir you are correct the 40 year old virgin is my number one comedy of the 21st century I um, hate myself I really hate myself for this because I keep forgetting the 40 year old virgin. And this was the one time I was meant to not forget it. And somehow or another, I still forgot it. I actually hate myself for it. How can you forget the 40 year old virgin? I, so, I, 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 I rush and make lists and then I think, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Bro, here's the thing, right? I've, you've heard you and the film Familia have often heard me say this regarding horror like there's cheap horror like your screams and like your stereotypical remakes like you know texas chainsaw massacre 3d saw remake you know they're good but they're they're cheap then you've got what you like elevated horror things like the conjuring things like the exorcist things like the shining which are made so well that they transcend the genre smile which i watch with them the tech on the plane that is a fucking amazing horror film with comedy here's the strangest thing about the 40 year old virgin there are scenes in it that have me out and out belly aching you know how i know you're gay you like cold play right <laughs> Can say it without laughing. Do you know how I know you're gay? You like cold play. <laughs> it's a mistake, isn't it? 
Oh, it's so fucking funny. You know how I know you're gay? Why? Because you're gay and you can tell when other people are gay. <laughs> <laughs> like that scene with the two of them is fucking great. Um, the, the 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 big box of porn absolutely kills me when <laughs> the fucking uh, transvestite they pick up. That's funny as all hell when he's describing boobs as like sandbags. Like there are so many standout moments in it that are brilliant. But the thing is, the 40-year-old virgin never had me like painfully bellyaching like jackass. It never had moments like I had with you growing up, like in an American Pie 2. It doesn't have anywhere near as many quotable moments like a Tropic Thunder. It didn't particularly change the comedy game like The Hangover did. So why is it my number one? Because I think it's elevated comedy. I think it's it's taken something which is so taboo which is this idea of virginity it's so taboo and it's such a a kind of unspoken social pressure for everyone and it's kind of just flipped it on its head and it's done in a way with a really you know humanizing character in andy you know he's kind of you know your average every man like anyone could be andy that's kind of the point yeah. of him you just naturally latch onto this character and Yes, as I said, there are some very funny parts, but the movie's got so much good to say that it's almost kind of masquerading as a comedy. But it's, I think, I, I do not use this word lightly, you know. I think as comedies go, I think it's a masterpiece. I really fucking do. I think it's You're got not wrong. You're not wrong. so much to fucking say about relationships, about how we perceive sex about the problems that we all have associated with sex the pressure that we put on ourselves to perform the lies we say to each other about how we perform and how much of a stud muffin we are and yeah this this i think this film's perfection i really do i i there's nothing about it i would change i think it is a masterpiece so here's a funny thing i, I this this comment by mixed memorabilia um, Nick, I never took to Steve Carell to begin with, but as his career has progressed, I need to go back and finish the 40 years yeah. later. I switched off after 20 minutes. I will agree. Steve Carell yeah. was really funny because the poster did not sell it at <laughs> all. Again, you look at it and he is a diminutive man and you just feel like, okay, it's going to be a really easy route of what it is. Yeah. And, and the name is terrible. The name is genuinely terrible. When you think when this movie came out, surrounded by things like Vampire Sucks, Meet the Spartans, Not Another Teen Movie, you know, all of these terrible, like not yeah. good slapstick, terrible slapstick. Yeah. Arguably the reason that slapstick comedies like your Monty Pythons, your carry-ons died is because of this little kind of, five year to decade of terrible slapstick movies coming out and the poster and the title of this movie made it look exactly like one of those movies and no one fucking saw it it became a cult movie yeah and that's the thing and for me it's really funny because i didn't put it this way a couple of weeks ago we done hollywood so you know hollywood stars and because it had it had gone past that time of and i was at that point of if it didn't have my stars i wasn't interested so i'm just seeing this guy and i didn't watch the office so it didn't mean anything to me i was just like who is this guy 
it's only after that I even realized he was Evan from Bruce Almighty. Like I didn't even make the connection. That's how far apart they yep. were. And it's only after I go back, and I think it's because I saw Evan Almighty and I start to connect all the dots. I was like, oh, I see where we're going with one of them. You know how I know you're gay? You watched Evan Almighty. I somewhat enjoyed, but you know, Evan, Evan and Bruce is absolute gold. Like yeah. you say, he was he was the scene stealer of that film. Like he he showed Jim, like yeah, I could do comedy as well, bro. And that's the thing. And I grew an appreciation for Carell. Then I started seeing him in stuff like The Big Short, and I'm like, this guy can do serious as well as comedy. And I have that further respect for him. But for sure, I would go back and watch the four year old version. I I had a great time with it. I had a great it's time. Fantastic. Not- Great as yours, I will be honest. But then again, you just said it. It's not side splitting, but it's where it's, it's not. At. It's not, but it's got so fucking much to say. You know, it really does. And even when you take it outside of the realm of sex, and you you know, you talk about the fact that you know he's ultimately a toy collector. You know, that's his shtick. It's something that brings him joy. The way that hey, playing video games brings me joy, right? And all of his friends were like, "Oh, this isn't sexy. Girls don't find this sexy." And it's kind of like. You are correct, but so. But you know what it is. If you think someone will, do you know? But no. But here's the thing. Do you know the funny thing about the four-year-old version, which makes it a bit of a time capsule? I was. I first thought the film was evergreen, but it's not. Because when you look at it, this is very much a pre-Big Bang Theory movie. Oh yeah. It was. It was. You were a geek for being that kind of person. You had to be. You know. As I said. When I look at who I was, I was brought up to be an idiot because my heroes were Will Smith and Bart Will Smith, Bart Simpson, and Zach from Saved by the Bell. Guys whose cool was being dickhead who avoided who cut class and didn't do the homework. Mm. Had I been brought up on the Big Bang Theory, I may have been a different person. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And that's the thing. You start to My see hero that. was Johnny Bravo. I think that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it's exactly that, though, you know. It's like, it was that, that it was, you have to ooze machismo. You have to be Mr. Slick, Mr. Cool. Of course. And that's the thing. Being a toy collector would have made you a dickhead. Whereas if you put the 40-year-old virgin now, you're like, this guy's awesome. Because everyone's got a fucking Funko collection. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's so weird how the world has spun the taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's that's where Geeks it's... Cool now. Geeks yeah. are cool um yeah no i i adore this film and it's my number one and i put it as one of my top three five somewhere in that region comedies of all time i i rate it that highly yeah love it love 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 it um let's read some of the some of the comments some of people's lists uh and then we will make our rush more so rj skirinki said 21 jump street 22 jump street sad i left both of those off Beverly Hills Cop 1, 2, and 3. Running Scared, Midnight Run's a great shot, but I don't think that came out in the 21st century. Back to 1, 2, and 3, neither did they. Ghostbusters 1 and 2, also not in the 21st century. All three did. Pedro SRN, I'm curious how many of my top 10 make yours. Borat in Bruges. Good shout, but in Bruges, dramedy, not pure comedy for me. Uh, You've seen in Bruges now, haven't you? It's fucking great. Yeah, 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 it's superb. Uh, Team America, Anchorman, Super Bad, Mean Girls, Tropic Thunder, The Hangover. Oh, Bad Santa! I wanted to put on so badly, AJ. Um, 
And then we've got Francis Lalonde, Silver Screen Dudes, my top four, the Lego Batman, Ice Age, Hot Fuzz, and What We Do in the Shadows. Nice. Gavin Mann's top ten, Dating Amber, Be Kind, Rewind, Sing Street, World's Greatest Dad, Four Lions, nice shout with Four Lions, The Nice Guys, Team America, Francis Ha, 21 Jump Street, and Polite Society. Me, yeah, what? Polite Society, that's a, a film that's just come out now. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mixed memorabilia says not in order Borat meet the fuckers meet the f- interesting uh, next Friday keeping mum Sandy Wexler best in show analyze I hope you mean analyze this that's the thing analyze that I did not enjoy it. I looked to see analyze this and it was 1999 analyze that I couldn't get into nah nor me um, the hangover American Pie 2 uh, Mania Bistre and Barbershop Chris Trangle put in the bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Now that I saw international films again, the bodyguard, the Thai movie that I keep telling you about. That I've seen. Okay. You need to try and get on that as well, bro. I do, I do, I do, I do. Um, Chris Trengrove says Borat, Shaun of the Dead, The Grand Budapest Hotel, in the loop. See, I don't people I saw some people saying, yeah, I think it was Pedro or Chris saying, like, why is Wes Anderson? I don't see Wes Anderson's movies as comedies. No. Um that's just me. I, I can have a giggle, but I wouldn't sure. say that. They're, they're, they're not funny. Like that. No. Yeah. Then the text says, in no order, American Pie 2, Jackass 3D, Borat, The Nice Guys, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Tropic Thunder, 21 Jump Street, Team America, The Hangover, Dodgeball. I had fun with Dodgeball, actually. If. And Chris Trengrove says, Honorables, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Nice Shout, The World's End, Hunt for the Wilder People, One Cut of the Dead, Tropic Thunder, and Superbad. Forgetting Sarah Marshall was very good. Very good. And what was it? Couples Retreat or something like that? That was another one I saw around the same That time. I enjoyed Couples Retreat with Vince yeah. Vaughn, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a laugh with that. Again, not time. side-splitting, but I really enjoyed it. No, yeah, I, I, there was, again, sometimes I think it's because I don't expect them to be as good as they used to be. When they're good, I... Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, okay, cool. So, how shall we? How shall we do this? Um, well, American Pie Two is definitely in. American Pie Two is definitely in there because it was on both of our lists. You're quite right. Um, sorry, one second. Okay, no, sorry, I'm not. I'm not going to get distracted by that. Sounds like work. <laughs> kind of. I'm just seeing something. Your, your boy TK is on a bit of a rampage. So I don't know what for. It, my Insta popped up when I... I, I haven't read it. I'm like, I'm not, I'm, no. I, if I start reading long tweets... TK angry about something? <laughs> Shock horror. <laughs> he shouldn't be, not with the way that All In is selling. Um, should be a very happy man. Right, so how are we doing? American Pie 2. Yeah, we got that. The Hangover surely should go in there. I think it's it's one that people are going to expect, isn't it? If it's not in there, I think that's going to cause war. (laughs) I find it hard to look beyond my top three, to be honest, but... You tell me, bro. I mean, I'm I'm batting for my top three here. Here's here's an intrigue. Your number eight intrigues me. 
Mean Girls. Because I, I feel like it's the one that people forget, but I just want to see yeah. how much love it gets. I'm more than happy to put Mean Girls in there. Yeah, that's my soft spot movie, man. I, I do like a bit of Mean Girls. It, it kind of is for a lot of people, though. It's really good. And... <sighs> and so then what rounds up there? What rounds up the Rushmore? No, I do feel like putting it out to the screeners who are still with us. But I'm just going to pitch to people. What do they think of Team America? Oh, no, I, I, I like this. <laughs> I, I, yeah, Team America to me, I feel, could be a, a nice addition to that, to that. I'll raise you, not raise you, I'll see your Team America with Superbad. I'm going to leave off Tropic Thunder and the 40-year-old Virgin just because they've come up quite a bit over the course of the last few months in polls, or years, I should say. Super bad, not so much. So I feel like, here's the thing. I feel mm. like it's more super bad versus Mean Girls than super bad versus Team America. It, do you get what I'm saying? I, I feel like if I was going to go for it in the teen comedy realm, which, well, obviously American Pie 2 is the main one, but. In a non-American bite world, I feel like I think Team America is completely. Think of variety. I guess Team America probably should go in there. Yeah. Okay. So Team America. So then it's down to you or the screeners. It's up to you if you want to put it out. No, we've got our four, don't we? Well, okay. Oh, so oh, so take off super bad. I was I was going to leave you on the split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave super bad. Okay. Leave cool. the bad off. That's fine. Yeah, Team cool. America, right. I don't remember going in recently at all other than maybe the Puppets movie. No, yeah. Mm. All right, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of comedies of the 21st century in no particular order is American Pie 2. Our second entry is the hangover our third entry is america fuck yeah, fuck yeah. team america coming again to save the motherfucking day yeah our final entry into the movie mount rushmore of comedies of the 21st century is the fetch movie Mean Girls. Fetch. Nice. <laughs> okay, guys. So, yeah. We, the Silver Screen Dudes, have taken the challenge to see, create the four must-see movies. Now it's over to you guys to crown the best of the best. El Capitan, El Numero Uno. The best of the best of the best. With honours, sir. Um, yeah. You're going to head it? You're going to do it through movie MT Rushmore? I think we'll do it through Movie MT Rushmore just because I haven't heard from JT in weeks and I know he's going through some stuff at the moment. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to bother him or pressure yeah. him with. So head on over to the official Silver Screen Dudes Twitter page at Movie MT Rushmore where you will see the four films that we just mentioned and you get to cast your vote. And next week we will announce the winner. Speaking of, I think we probably need to figure out what the topic is for next week, don't we? I mean, figure out, announce what the topic is for next week. Hang yeah. on, I've got it lying about here somewhere. Uh, bear with me. Let me get it here. Uh, too many Excel spreadsheets. God damn it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've got it. I've got it. You got it? I should do. I got it. 
It's an easy one. The top 10 most anticipated summer blockbusters of 2023. Easy peasy, Japanesey. So not going to be talking much about actual knowledge, just kind of what we're excited for, why why we're excited for it, anticipation. Yeah, this this should actually be a lot of fun. Um, Please do also remember we have got a big, and I mean big, announcement coming on may 16th um world changing in the silver screen dude universe (laughs) listen as far as the show is concerned this this changes everything so stay tuned for that and yeah i think we can wrap it up there right yeah that's the one guys so until next week i am the one aj anthony jordan and i am nico lira oh please do be sure to check out daddy goo right here if you're watching daddy goo on youtube may the 4th at 10 p.m bst i am doing my jedi fallen order platinum run to celebrate star wars day and then i will be playing jedi survivor on revenge of the fifth just to keep it star wars um so yeah do head over to daddy goo the link to that is in the description below check that out if you haven't already my film familiar Gros bisous, big kisses. I will see you all next I week. I like the fact that you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm seeing the comments, guys. Really do appreciate it's it. Very so, nice. Yeah, we're out. We out, guys. Bye. See ya.